you you yada yada me, James. <laughs> you literally yada yada. Well, I don't know. You were, like, well, you were like, and and players feel differently about getting mixed up by rushdown characters for some unknown reason. What do you mean for some unknown reason? That's the question. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tuesday Show. Uh, my name is James Chen, and I am joined once again by Mr. Ultra David and Mr. Tubaware. How are you guys doing? Oh, I'm great, man. I'm on day, I think, six of being pretty sick. Pretty sick, actually. And right now, I'm a little hopped up on some medicine, so hopefully things will go okay. All, All right. right, so we don't want to catch anything, so we're going to eject David off the show now. <laughs> All right, let's do this here. Okay. All right, so here's the thing. I just noticed two things, James. Okay. During this intro. One, I couldn't hear the music, and normally we can. I don't know if, that was a, if that's a, a problem for the future of the show today, but I wanted to point it out. And two, I also noticed, noticed when the guy is pulling me away, you can see my nipple. You can see my nipple through my sweatshirt. That's how you know how excited I was in that moment. My nips were – I could could have cut diamonds, it looked like. I don't, I don't know how I've never noticed that before, but if you guys watch the intro again, there's a strong tubbo nip in there through my sweatshirt. I'm hoping to cut this segment. Oh, no, are you going to do it again? No. <laughs> I can hear it this time. I can hear it this time. It's, it's, the, it's the titty that's supposed to <laughs> Look, see, you get right there. You can see it. You see the shadow. It's there. Uh, oh, that's no. Even this was real life. Oh, no. The adrenaline just cutting through my shirt. <laughs> It is definitely there. <laughs> I noticed it. I saw it. Look, man, I always wear two t-shirts for a reason. I'll just say that. God, you all right? Well, just, I'm not going to follow through big that. Big nips, man. I don't know, man. It's all bored. It's, it's anyways. We have a great show tonight, it. guys. We do, in part because it's a little bit different than we've been doing it for quite a while at this point. Uh, we have a slightly shorter official Tuesday show. Basically, we're going to be bifurcating into the Tuesday show. And then we're going to have a hangout afterward. The Tuesday show is going to be a little shorter. We're going to focus more on things that are big and that we would have a lot to say about and like that we enjoy talking about. And we'll have the interview, of course, and we'll have the 5-5 matchup. Then we're headed straight to the mailbag, folks. That's We're going straight there. And then after that, when we're just kind of hanging out, we're going to have time to get to whatever else we want to get to. Uh, If there's news, there's actually not news today because very, very little happened, but... That is how it will typically go. Um, and the reasons for this are that, you know, we've wanted to focus in more on the parts of the show that we really enjoy and, and care about. And also because um, we are trying to be a little bit more marketable for the YouTube segment. So <laughs> for, for people on Twitch, uh, it's going to be very much the same. If you're listening on SoundCloud, it'll be very much the same. But we are um, splitting the official Tuesday show into a little bit of a smaller segment. Is there any way you can zoom yourself out a little bit, David? Or are you like... Yeah, scoot back, geez. Oh, actually, yeah, I think I can. Oh, wow. The technology. He has the technology. Whoa, no, that's that was the thing. other direction. That's the... I mean, you could do that again, too. I liked it. Are you zoomed out as much as you could be, actually? Oh, weird. By yes, the way, sir. did you say bifurcating? Yes. All right, Mensa. Actually, how about if you actually Lord. raise your camera view a little bit and lower your head? How's that? Just there turtle it. There you go. There. Yeah, actually, just do you your just best Honda impression. Whoa! Okay. Oh dang! Whoa! All right, everybody. We this is going to be a full focus shorter show. Lollipop kill. Lollipop kill. Okay. 
here's what we're going to be talking about. As you can see on the side of the screen there, we're going to be first talking about how Omicron has been affecting events. Of course, it's been big news. And then we're also going to be talking about news that just happened today. What? That Microsoft <laughs> is buying Activision Blizzard or has agreed to anyway. We'll talk about that. But let's get to the first stuff. That first segment right there, which is how some of the biggest events in our scene are handling this latest series of COVID outbreaks. Um, Omicron variant, as you guys all know, unless you've been living under a complete rock, in which case I kind of envy you almost, uh, is <laughs> extremely, extremely fast spreading. Literally the fastest spreading virus in the history of humanity. Uh, that we know of. Well, I mean, the world's never been as globalized as it currently is, so hard to imagine that anything has spread faster before. I don't mean on a person-to-person basis. I mean, like, it's spread around the globe fastest ever. Oh, yeah. Sure, uh, sure. Anyway, it's been bad news. Okay. Yes. And bad although, news. although for, for each individual, the risk is smaller, for society, the risk is as great as it's ever been. Society. Society. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We live and, in a society. Uh, barely barely honestly. i can i can never hear that word without thinking of potemkin's music and strive anymore dude because i just hear I just that think joker day. yeah so how has that impacted events uh genesis and frosty faustings both were scheduled for the end of this month they had both been announced quite a while ago back when the world seemed like things were going better so i understood what they why they announced um, sure. And Genesis in the Smash scene has been one of their like big, big events for a long time. Frosties has been a big event in the FGC for a long time. So how are they handling this? Well, Genesis actually postponed. They announced over the last week that they postponed. Um, they were going to be January 28th. They will now be April 15th through 17th at the same venue. But, you know, they postponed just two weeks ahead of time, right? It's very, so- it's very soon. And they, and they postponed. So people who were previously registered have been automatically signed up for the next one, although they can, of course, uh, request refunds if they don't want to do that. They're offering 50% refunds for venue and top eight passes. They're also offering a full refund for event fees. And if you're somebody who's international, they are doing full refunds as well for venue and top eight passes. Hey, what's a top eight pass? Like if you want to be there on... Just to go to finals day? Yeah, uh uh-huh. Weird. Okay, sure. Yeah. That that exists. I mean, that's, I mean, that's Evo's the, the FGC stuff too. Yeah, yeah. Evo's done that. I, I, right, so. Yeah, yeah. Evo's yeah, done that. Yeah. Definitely. I yeah. mean, uh, so, I guess so the weird. question. I mean, like, yeah. how most of these people have probably already. I mean, I'm sure the hotel probably they could cancel that because I'm assuming the venue's in a hotel or something. But what about like all the airplane tickets? Yeah. Yeah. What about no, all right. the people? Like, what are they doing? Hopefully, They're... they can rebook. That's all there is to it. Yep. Oh. yep. Yeah, so that is right. I mean, as you say, it's a lot of potential money lost. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about the reaction that people had and our reaction to that in just a sec, but let me just keep saying um, a couple of other statements from their statement that they put out. So they say, we had planned on many extra safety precautions such as on-site PCR testing for staff, an entire second venue hall with 100,000 square feet to space things out further, PPE supplies for volunteers and staff, including a limited amount for attendees, sanitizing products all over the venue, and multiple hours-long meetings with the venue and staff to ensure a safe and easy flow for vaccination check-in. But they didn't think that they could do it right. They didn't think that they could be safe enough in the end. And on top of that, they weren't sure that they would actually be able to function. They say, we'd also risk be risking the event not being able to actually function. With our current staff and volunteer numbers, we're unsure that we would even be able to finish the tournament on time. 
which will cost us in overages that we can't afford, etc. Um, several key I mean, staff members have dropped out entirely over, again, understandable safety concerns. Right. I mean, the crazy thing about that, though, is, I mean, yeah, the overages would have cost a lot, but, I mean, this is costing them a lot already just to cancel, right? Well, dude, so- then the very next paragraph, they say, by postponing, we will be incurring costs into the six-figure range. Jeez. Into the six-figure range. But they oh. then say, any other alternative would have shut our doors for good, and we would not be able to do another Genesis event again. Thankfully, we are fortunate to have a venue that could accommodate us and move the event to a valuable date. So, yeah, I just, huge I, just, bummer. I can't believe they can take a six-figure loss and still run the event. Well, they're also putting out like a, a GoFundMe or so, a GoFundMe or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, right? we're gonna link it later. They they have they have a shop. They have a, a you know okay, they buy okay. gear and merchandise that they're they're you know they'll use that to help recover recover some of the funds, but. Man, I, I, I mean, good for Genesis if they had the funding to lose six figures and be able to keep going, you know? Like, that's good for them, but holy shit, that sucks so much. That had, I mean, like, that's that's, that's such a hard decision to make. You're, you're giving up six figures to make sure that people, or to try to make sure that people are safer. I think people should take that into consideration. Yeah, uh, okay, and then uh, before we sort of talk about this from all the, the angles of... Um, other people just wanted to also say that Frosty Faustings said, which would be on the same weekend, right, January 28th, uh, to provide the safest event possible, negative COVID tests and proof of vaccine are now required. Proof of vaccine was previously required, now also negative COVID tests. They are offering free, efficient, on-site professional rapid testing as well. Um, so they, that's, that's their way to handle this. Right. Try to, try to make it as safe as possible. They're not going to be postponing um, as far as I know, right? There's no, we'll have Mike on later, but um, not that I know of. Yeah. I, yeah. Michael, let us know. How about that? Yes, indeed. So, so they are, so they're taking different tacks here. Okay. That's all, that's all the like news that I wanted to get out about this yeah, stuff yeah, before yeah, we yeah. start talking about it. I mean, thoughts? yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, thoughts, right? like, I, I thought you were going to a little bit more. Uh, no, no I mean, it. yeah. it's obviously it's probably just going to come down to what's feasible, right? Like Genesis, they measured their costs on all the options and postponing it because they were lucky enough to have a venue that would give them, you know, a fair enough deal to reschedule so that they would lose six figures instead of never running Genesis again, right? I mean, maybe uh, Mike can actually give us some more insight on the Frosty Faustic situation, but maybe their hotel wasn't as accommodating, right? Maybe their hotel was like, oh, well, if you cancel, you pay us the whole thing anyway, and, you know, and here's the cancellation fee and everything, you know, you you never know, and maybe it's, it was a cheaper route to go and hire the on-site rapid testing, and uh, it, you know, look, again, it sucks to think that they're gonna have to go with the financial route as opposed to, you know, like, hey, let's just cancel so people can be safe kind of thing, but like like the Genesis guy says, six figures that they might lose, right? So who knows how much money any one of these TOs is gonna lose for this. This is this is life ruining money that you can lose. And it's not like Elven Shadow is sitting here with his giant corporate backers and stuff like that. Like it's literally him and like Hionis that are just like putting on this event because they want to, you know? <laughs> So uh, they lose six figures. They lose more than that. And, um, yeah, that's that's crippling right there. Yeah. Well, I mean, on the same token, though, 
I wonder if um, Genesis looked into getting on-site testing. I wonder if they even thought about that because I'll be honest, until thought, you know Bozak. And, yeah, they said. Jonas, did they did they actually try to do that? They said we had planned on many extra safety precautions, such as on-site PCR testing yeah, for staff. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I, missed, for, I missed that then. For staff, I missed that then. specifically, not for not for everybody. Oh yeah, but oh, that's what I meant for the public. I meant for gotcha. everyone coming in, like Frosties is doing. I wonder if they thought about that because there are problems with on-site with forcing on-site testing too. Like, don't don't get me wrong, but it does potentially create a much safer environment for the people that yeah. don't show up sick, you know? Wingless says, you know, could force majeure have applied here if things went south, or does that no longer count when the cause of the clause is now two years deep? I mean, yeah, force majeure was definitely a thing for a lot of the other companies, but I don't know the situation for these individual events, right? We don't know what as was As far as I know... There is no force majeure clauses being pushed now. That is uh, correct. Yeah, geez. force majeure meaning that there are like larger forces that prevent you from doing something in a contract. Long, long-standing contract law principle. At the beginning of COVID, that was part of how people got out of contracts that they like couldn't do anymore. It was just like actually wasn't possible. The yeah, government I mean, says I can't it, do this thing. Oh right, well, like, sorry. It covers floods, tornadoes, that kind of thing, yeah. you know, stuff like that. So I mean, it, it, it covers things that make it actually not doable. Ooh. Not like you'll get sick, maybe. It's never been clear that like being sick counts. So right. no, nobody's relying on that at this point. It's basically a very different legal situation than it was at the beginning of COVID. Because again, governments were shutting down events. As yeah. an event organizer, you wouldn't be killed by the fees because the contract became impossible. You can't pay for something that's impossible. Right. By That's the way, not the case now. Governments uh, are open. It's all. It's free for all. I mean, someone in the know, the um, Hado, has actually posted in our chat over here. It says, on-site testing is largely unavailable without support from local governments. Mm -hmm. So it's an issue of availability beyond cost implications from event to event. So it yeah. could just be a situation where Genesis just didn't even have that option, which sure. is crazy. Sure. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I mean, Sucks. from their perspective, you know, look, there's no good option here. We are in this bizarre stage of the pandemic where it's still very gnarly. And at the same time, we're so getting back to life, I guess. Yeah, right, right. It's a, it's a very, very weird juxtaposition, at least in the U.S. And, I, you know, I know that other, some other countries are going through the same kind of bizarre situation. So if you're the organizer here, yeah, there's just no good option. There's no way to, like, not piss people off, right? You, you do nothing, people go and they get sick, people are pissed off. Um, if you do the previous kinds of things that Frosties was talking about, only you know, requiring proof of vaccine or like recent negative COVID tests, but not necessarily day of or within 48 hours, um, not requiring both, then maybe people get mad because people will get sick. And then if you postpone, obviously you make people mad, right? People, as James was talking about, you're out your, your, your plane flight, whatever your travel plans were, you took time off of work, like whatever, you know, you're, you arranged your life around going to this thing. And now none of that pays off. And then with the, with the policies that Frosties have, uh, has, there will be people who will fly across the country or wherever and will get to Frosties and will take a COVID test there and will find out that they're positive and we'll have to spend the rest of the weekend in their hotel room. I mean, not that Frosties has the authority to make them stay in their hotel room, but like you can't go to the event. Yeah, they're not going to let you in the event. They're not going to let you into the event. So that will also make people mad. But 
every situation I guess, makes me I, I laugh. Guess, like, I mean, I mean, yeah, but just to kind of add on to what what you said, David, that that is almost for sure going to happen. Somebody will fly will in happen. and show up with COVID. Now this person has a weekend hotel room and probably a flight on Sunday or Monday, and now they have to get on an airplane with COVID. Right, like that. Yeah, like knowingly, right? Yeah, knowingly, yes, obviously. They already yeah. did that at some yeah. point, right? But now they know that they're like being a piece of shit, basically. Yeah, so I mean, that, I almost that, feel that, like for ugh. for everybody who does get tested positive, they should be given like a like a free pack of N95 masks or something like that, you know? I mean, just uh... <laughs> I mean, that would be ideal, but dude, where do you get that? And for how much money do you get that? I mean, that is right. not I've I've checked here locally and it's hard to get even here in like big city mm -hmm. oh, town. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's not going to be available everywhere. I can order some on back order. You know what I mean? Like it's not going I'm not going to have one for Frosties cuz I yeah. just I have I are one. I was about to say D David, you can come and buy you could have some of mine. I have a whole I box have, of them. I have 17. I have 17. I will share them with you. Wow, I actually nice. bought like Good a whole box of okay. like I bought like a I box, bought a of box of 20 on Amazon like 2 weeks ago, yeah. Dude, the crazy thing is I bought like a box of 50 of them like years ago before the pandemic. So I just still have them. And I, I was very lucky that, that I kind of. That's had... great. But look, it's not going to be viable for Frosties or for the hotel or for the government to give those out. It would be ideal, but it's not something that we can count yeah. on. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I really like what Donka says in the chat too. He says like, I can't even imagine running an event right now. As a yeah. community, we need to respect and support our TOs and staff more than ever. And I think there's a lot of that, because like you said, no matter what choice they pick, you know, people are going to get mad at them. So like, there's going to be people getting mad at them. The, the they, they, but like you said, at the very start of this, they literally booked these events when things were looking up and like, this, like we were all like yay and you know time for 2022 events are coming oh, back what were you like james what were you like yay <laughs> <laughs> but then uh then yeah uh omicron came out unicron came out and was just like you know what you're all done basically and uh, and that was that was recent i mean like the genesis statement says they said that they were monitoring it like every week they would monitor it and think about what to do mm -hmm. but I mean, one month ago, Omicron had not become a problem yet in the United States. Had been a problem Dude. in a couple of countries, but it, this is literally within the last month Dude, that this it has was, become as big a problem as it is. It was literally... Okay, yeah, so no. I'll say this right now. I, I, if people don't know this, uh, I've told Mike, I've told Tubo and everybody, I'm not going to Frosties anymore. I, I decided. Mean, you probably tweeted it, so yeah. You, yeah, you literally I, told everyone. That's true. That's true. I did tell everybody already. I said I'm not going to Frosties anymore, and um, it was only a month ago that I traveled up to Seattle to do the Soul Caliber event because there was no Omicron at that time, and we were all like, things are much safer. I'm vaccinated. Everything is yep. good. Like literally a month earlier, I felt safe enough to travel to Seattle, and now I I can't. I like my brain is just like I'm so freaked out about this that I I can't get myself to Frosty Faustings anymore, dude. Like it's one ugh. month ago, um, almost to the day, my wife and I left to go to North Carolina where her family lives. We spent about a week and a half there, mm -hmm. and while while we were there, it went from like, you know, it's COVID times <laughs> and we're traveling, or we're trying to be as safe as possible. But then while we're there, Omicron becomes a problem. And oh, and geez. literally in that week and a half, as we're flying back, it's like a much more noticeable uh, yeah. issue. And 
Um, and, and on the day that we flew, luckily our flight was not canceled, but tons of flights were canceled yeah. because there weren't enough people to work on airplanes. And so we get into Los Angeles, into LAX airport, and it was the most crowded I've ever seen that place in, in my what? life. Really? Never seen it like that. Honestly, James, like there were so many flights that were canceled that when we got off of the plane, oh. it was like navigating in an extremely packed concert. You know, you're trying to like weave through oh throughout God. the entire, uh, uh, terminal. It was, it was incredibly crowded. Um, so it, it, it happened like that final fast. round 2009. Oh man, come on, don't do that. Bang, <laughs> that's don't, a good comparison. Don't do that, Bang. Man. except uh, a little bit less contagious. Uh, yeah. Poor final round 2009. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, again, it was very, very fast, and, and I really sympathize with the people who are running the events. And as somebody who was still planning to go to Frosty's, I can't be sure that I'll be able to go. And what I mean is, again, that there have been so many cancellations that it's totally a possibility that I show up to the airport on that day that I want to fly in and my flight isn't there. Completely a possibility. And, and that will probably happen to people as well in trying to get to Frosty's. It's just, it's just well, a, David, it's a hard time, man. If you text me and you're like, my, can- my flight got canceled, I'm not going. Sorry, Bozak. Sorry, Jonas. I'm staying home too. <laughs> I'm not going anymore. That's that's the final straw. I give up. I'll give you all the money back you paid me for all the work I've done. It's free of charge. I'm staying home. Because I mean, here's I the crazy up. thing too is like you know one of the reasons why I really wanted to go to Frosty's was I wanted to see all my friends. Yeah. But if yeah, if I that's, go, that's what I mean. Like if David's not there, then and then well, fuck me. Right. I mean, <laughs> like, that's the thing. It's like Jesus. if I did go to Frosty's, what would I end up doing? I would just end up being in the hotel room i wouldn't see all oh, my you, friends to be you fair, know? james you were doing a lot of commentary yeah, oh yeah 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 uh-huh. a lot of commentary james i'm I sorry i had to replace you for six blocks of commentary james i'm sorry no, i'm sorry tubo i'm sorry but yeah james when i go to frosty's my plan is i'll be there for commentary and i did enter mortal Kombat. i'll be competing in that but other than that I'm going to be in the room, man. I'll have ordered in some deep dish or some portillos or whatever and just just yep. keeping it boring, keeping it yep. boring. So um, that's the hard part right there. I mean, again, for me, honestly, like, uh, yeah, I would just end up going if I was just, hey, it's me. But like I see my parents, you know, uh, regularly. If I was Super Mario, I would end up going. <laughs> it's me. If I was Chris, if I was Chris Pratt, if I was Chris Pratt, then you know I no. But I mean, honestly, you know, uh, here's the thing: like, if it was just, if only, if, if if I was the only person I had to worry about, I would go. I hear you. Honestly, yeah. but you know, my parents, my dad is 80 years old. My mom is almost 80 at this point, and like, I, I just. You know, to me, I couldn't. Do, and then it's also Chinese New Year's that weekend. I was canceling my annual dinner plans with my parents, you know, and then I just like the, too much of it was just telling me to, uh, you know, that this was the right choice to make. Yeah, look, I, dude, nobody's going to rip on you for, for doing what you do need to do to keep yourself safe. Except right. for it's... behind your back all the time. I'm working on you <laughs> 24-7. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like that jet goddamn James Look, this is, this is a situation, as we've talked about before, where each of us just has to make our own decision. There's very little that any of the governments are doing, state, local, or federal, that are, that are really giving us good guidance. 
it's yeah. just up to each of us and how much risk we're willing to take and that is a big bummer <sighs> but that's that's the situation that we find ourselves in i do definitely feel badly for all the people who would have gone to genesis or or you know otherwise would have gone to frosties as well but aren't and who, and for whom that is that is too much money to lose you know what i mean like that's there are people who who spent a lot of money to try to go fly to travel etc and that is a big hit and that sucks but again like each the the organizers of genesis that we said as we said have said that they've they're incurring costs into the six figures so it's just costs are all around it sucks you know it's a bad time yeah again it's... uh king nine 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 yeah it's frosties is still happening yeah it's in like gonna... 10 days something like that as much yeah. as like i said as much as i said from the uh on my tweet like i hate this like i'm mad about yeah. this whole entire thing i don't want to not go to frostings i was looking forward to it so much you know i wanted to yeah. do it i wanted to see all these i was gonna meet a bunch of people that i haven't met before and you know it was gonna be fun times and stuff and i i hate having to make this situation and it just like as i mean you can even ask tubo like the amount of brain you know craziness that i was going through myself just to even make the decision you know like just just fire me just say i'm being insubordinate just just don't yeah dude like (laughs) i told tubo just to fire me because it would be easy (laughs) Uh, yeah it's not easy on me though james god i know a lot of people well, dude, that was one of the other reasons why I didn't want to cancel either, because I, I didn't want to, like, cause you any problems, right? So, Man, there's been worse situations in my life. It took me a couple hours of work. We're fine. This was <laughs> planned. I knew this would happen. This is right. very obvious this would happen. Even if Omicron didn't do this, somebody would have been like, I'm still too scared of COVID. Sorry. I don't want to commentate or come anymore. And, I, right. it, you know, it just it's, it yeah, is what it is, man. It was going to happen no matter what. No worries. You're good. Okay. Well, again, well, we'll have Elvin Shado on for the interview, and we'll talk a little bit more about the situation with Frosty specifically. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> I woke up this morning, and uh, well, <laughs> morning. I woke up this afternoon, I should say, and I started messaging Tubo and David on the discords, and they were like, oh, well, there's not very many topics today. There's just like this and the Microsoft thing. And I was like, what Microsoft thing? And like both both Tubo and Dave, I almost said both players. Oh, both Tubo and David oh, were like, whoa, well, uh, on, well. Bruh. Like, bruh, bruh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, well, uh, if you have somehow not heard the news, the news is that Microsoft has agreed to buy Activision Blizzard for $68.7 billion. Billion Just to dollars. put that into perspective, Disney bought Marvel for four billion. Four billion. That's Microsoft absurd. paid Jesus nine billion. <laughs> That's an excellent billion. That is an excellent perspective. Holy crap! Yeah, they are banking on this essentially. I just looked it up. Disney bought Lucasfilm for four billion dollars as well. Four billion, yeah. Wow, that you know, sixty-eight point seven billion dollars is obviously a lot. But that those two things now put that into perspective even more for me. You're totally right. Yep, I'm totally right. That's how much Microsoft is banking on this. Like, what is that? Like thirty Marvel? I don't know, man. Quick math: twenty Marvel worth. 
That's what they're counting on for Activision to to bank for them. Like that's insane. I'm just putting this picture back up on the screen because oh. I mean, sixty eight point seven billion dollars, dude. Like, I'm uh. telling you, man. Somewhere, somewhere in the earth right now, there's Bill Gates on his computer with a big code red soda, and he's trying to scrub the internet. His keyboard is up here. He's trying to scrub the internet <laughs> of Crash Bandicoot ever being a Sony mascot. He's like, all right, he's been ours the whole time. I promise you, he's definitely got code red too. I don't know why, but that's what I picture. <laughs> yeah, Bill is a big code red drinker. He also has uh, RSI. I'm pretty sure with uh, with this kind of thing going on, he's typing that <laughs> out all day. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's a, that seems like a Conan O'Brien kind of thing. <laughs> I'm on the internet, <laughs> you know, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, that's, that's that's Bill. Yeah, Bethesda <laughs> they bought for seven point five billion dollars. Also, by comparison here. Jesus. So, 68 I mean, what? I mean, they must have some of the most ridiculous plans in place for this because they're spending 60. I mean, didn't Activision also? They were the ones that bought MLG, right? So actually, yeah. like 30 billion of that is probably to pay off MLG, right? So. <laughs> um, uh, Activision did have to pay their debts down. Yeah. There's also the COD League, there's also Overwatch League. So right. There's a bunch of leagues involved there. Um, you also have to think about like the Sony rights now, like what happens with Spider-Man and Spider-Man two and Spider-Man Miles Morales and the Wolverine game that are all coming out from Activision. Are those going to be multi-platform now? Or does Microsoft just go, we're so big. We'll throw Sony a bone and make games for them too. Like, I mean, how, how, where, what's going on with this stuff? Like, we don't know. I'm super worried about it too, because I really love the Spider-Man game and I'm super looking forward to the second and the Wolverine uh, game. People are saying that those are not Activision, that those are Sony first party. Oh, okay. Well, then never mind. We're good. I'm not worried about it at all anymore. Thanks for clearing my conscience, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, Tubo's like, whoo, Okay. Right, we're good. I'm good. Right, I'm okay. good. Go be a Monopoly. I don't care. I got my Spider-Man, baby. All right. Let's go Spider-Man. You're like, all right, yeah. next topic. We've done. Yeah, that was my big worry. And now it's gone. I, what, what do I care now? Bobby Kotick is going to leave, so that's good news. Like, yeah. Well, no, not anytime soon. Fun. He'll apparently eventually Depends. be replaced in 2023, assuming that the deal goes through. That's the. Is that how long it would be? I was under the impression of like, as soon as the deal went through, he was going to just. Uh, that you part know, of it see is. See you later. Not, yeah, that part of it is I haven't seen anything definitive on like exactly okay. when he'll leave. But the deal is expected to take until 2023. I mean, I've I've been involved in in relatively peanuts transition or transition sales of um one company to another relatively right and that took like a year <laughs> like with just like my client and the person trying to buy them and stuff uh and back and forth and negotiating on all these little things uh, the amount of complexity that is going to go into this deal is absurd so it will take a long time even if they've agreed to like the general terms how contracts actually look and who stays on and what exactly, you know, what exactly um, some of these little ins and outs are going to look like is just going to take a while to figure out. Yeah. It's not like someone's like, hey, I bought this company. Hmm, what should I do with all these people? Yeah, you know, it's not like, already no. done, right? That's yeah. what people are saying, agrees to buy. Because in addition, there is the possibility, maybe, of the federal government getting involved in the... They love Monopoly, FTP stop it. They're, they're all the about it. I'm wrong. It's... Yeah, it is possible. And the only reason I say that even it's possible is that the person who is in charge at the at the FTC right now uh, is somebody who has written about monopolies in the past and actually has recently taken some anti-monopoly action. 
Um, so that part of the government like might be kind of coming back to life. But I also still don't really expect this to be to be stopped. I don't expect it to be stopped. So I there mean, will certainly be like some process in there well, where they'll consider it in the government. But, you know, unlikely, in my opinion, that, that they would actually do it. I mean, it's interesting. Uh, Beetle in the chat says this is a huge power move by Microsoft and Sony should be worried. <laughs> God, I, Sony. I mean, I think we all should be worried, to be honest with you. Like, I feel like that this is kind of a weird like, look, it's already bad enough that Disney's buying like everything and like everything is owned by one company right now. I think Microsoft buying Activision. I mean, we're going to end up in this big Warner Brothers versus, you know, Disney kind of race thing where it's just going to be like, I don't know. I feel like it kind of hurts gaming in general, right? I mean, just to have one company owning everything. Okay, but listen, James, that's all great and all, but I don't know if you heard the news. Spider-Man is first-party Sony, so we don't have to worry about anything, okay? <laughs> okay We're good to right, go. Right, it's right. fine. Okay. It's fine. We're okay. Spider-Man and Wolverine are good. Master Chief can fight the Zerg now. What do you think about that? What do you think well, about Well, the Zerg don't stand a chance. Come on. Are you kidding me? Ridiculous. He's already fought the Zerg. They're called the Flood in Halo. You're okay, Kerrigan? Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do yeah. that. Yeah. Master do that. Chief is bit, beaten like literal gods, okay? I'm not worried about... Who has Kerrigan? Who has Chief, Kerrigan? Okay? Fact. Fact. Lore fact. Kerrigan's right. butthole. How about that? I've never that? played anything uh, Halo-wise, story-wise. So I, mean, I don't know anything about that. But so, yeah, look, it, I mean, there is, it, there is this benefit, kind of, to having a lot of um, a monopolization, and that is that it's all under one house at some point. And that has very clear downsides of one party being able to control too much of our culture, of them being able to set whatever prices they want, of them being able to prevent other people from making lots of other stuff that they otherwise might be able to make. Um, you, can't, you can't make a deal unless you go through this very, very large, extremely rich corporation. That also tends to produce you know, individual or oligarchs and billionaires in a way that I think is injurious to society. Those are downsides. Upside. Upside, Upside is as as with as with Disney owning everything in the world. Now we can have absurd crossovers in ways that were unlikely before, if not illegal, unlikely before. And there are some people who are excited about that stuff. So maybe for you that outweighs the downsides. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Let me I know mean, what you guys think, but that's my my opinion. It does not. I mean, it's interesting, right? Because, I mean, you mentioned that and, you know, you have to have the right people in, like, I don't even know what the MCU would be. It probably wouldn't even exist if there was no Kevin Feige, right? I mean, look at the DCEU, right? I mean, they tried to get Zack Snyder and we all know that he's a hack and everything. So uh, he's not going to get anything accomplished there. I mean, look what they did to Star Wars 7, 8, and 9. Regardless of what you think of the movies, yeah. the fact that they didn't plan a story arc through all three of them is just absurd obscenely stupid right like absolute stupidest decisions in any anything what a right choice. exactly and that's, like that's part of what makes the mcu so impressive is that right they can take 22 different movies and make them connect better right than star wars and, episode one through nine do. and so manny says at least we got mando right the mandalorian but this is the thing this is now feloni is now becoming 
the Kevin Feige of the Star Wars universe because he was the guy who did, you know, uh, the Clone Wars and all that stuff like that beforehand, Rebels. And then he did the Mandalorian and it was so well received. He's been put into that Kevin Feige position. So let's hope that Jon Favreau and David Filoni can actually fix things. I was just about to say, and, and you know who was there for the start of the MCU? John Favreau and right. <laughs> on Star Wars. So yeah, maybe they'll fix Star Wars. We'll see. Right. And so, you know, even if we have this crazy conglomerate and now we can have the lost Vikings versus, you know, Halo or whatever, you know, like if someone's not doing a good job watching over all that stuff, I mean, for example, people wonder why Nintendo is so hard-ass when it comes to Smash Brothers, right? But, you know, because you had someone like Sakurai in charge who had such a deep-rooted love for fighting games and for lore, he was able to do it right. You know, we could end up with somebody who just has no care being like, I'm going to make the crazy Microsoft crossover thing, you know, platform fighter now. And it could just be like the worst thing ever. Right. So, yeah, there's no there's no guarantee or even necessarily likelihood that having all these IPs means that you bring them together in in a good way. Right. Um, that's not, yeah. that's not like and, some fundamental part of Monopoly. It doesn't need to be like that. And oftentimes it hasn't been. Yeah, I, I do also want to uh, address, Zanetsu has said this a couple of times, is that gaming is now so much more than just the biggest publishers now. That's not true, actually, because it's all the biggest publishers and then indie games. And this is the problem that I've talked about. There's a lot of great indie games out there, but they're never going to have the same kind of power. And yeah. by having the bigger companies and everything being triple A or indie, you've re- I mean, The Lost Vikings is a perfect example, right? That was an indie game back on the SNES days. But in the SNES days, indie games were basically A games. You know what I mean? Not, they weren't triple A, like a Super Metroid, but okay, they well weren't. Where do you put games like Outer Wilds, James? Because Outer Wild certainly isn't indie. Oh, it's that's hundred percent indie game. That is but, definitely. But the, but the indie. quality of that game is so much higher than what you would think when somebody tells you an indie game, I, right? Like that, that that game is is incredible. I, I mean, some indie games are are very successful. Right. No, no. I mean, they are. They are. But I think Outer Wilds is definitely a step above most of them. Mm, I think that game is I actually agree. more exemplary of being an indie game. Then, like, I to me, that's a paragon of indie games is when you let people, creative people, do something so unique and so different and so creative. You don't get that outside of indie games, I don't think. So Outer Wilds, to me, is about as indie as, as, well, as it well, gets. Well, T-Money, T-Monkeys, I'm sorry, in the chat says Hades is an indie game, technically. Right. Again, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. I think that's like the middle ground that you're talking about from yesteryear. I think those are the types of games that are the middle ground now. I don't, I don't think indie is like a, a bad thing. And I, and it definitely isn't like a sign of quality by any means. So I guess what I'm saying is I, I I think nowadays the games that you're describing, that were like a or double a titles. They're just called indie now, rather than be calling a or double a, I think they still exist. They just have a different, different, genre if you want to call it that yeah, but they don't but they don't have that that you can tell that they're not big budget games that's just that's just what it is right but back in the day like i said lost vikings is essentially an indie game 
but there's no way you could tell. And just because the quality and the cost of making games is so much ridiculously higher these days, you know, that, you know, games with lower budget could make triple A quality games and similar to triple A quality. But I just don't think they can do that anymore these days. I mean, in any case, it's quite a different industry than it was 30 years ago. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, So Microsoft will have. Uh, let's see. I got a list of a bunch of the studio the publishers, um, or whatever. So yeah, obviously Activision, Blizzard, Beanox, Demonware, Digital Legends, High Moon Studios, Infinity Ward, King, King, Major League Gaming, Radical Entertainment, Raven Software, Sledgehammer Games, Toys for Bob, Treyarch, uh, and all the Activision teams. Other than that, so it's it's a lot. I mean, that is a lot, and it's. It's games slash series like Call of Duty, Warcraft, Candy Crush, Tony Hawk, Diablo, Overwatch, Spyro, Hearthstone, Guitar Hero, Crash Bandicoot, Starcraft, etc., etc. And there's a lot of etc. in there. Um, I mean, look, again, I'm not, I don't like this. I don't want culture overlords. I don't want an oligarch who gets to run that kind of stuff. Bad news, in my opinion. However, there could be some benefits to this. As I said, maybe we get cool crossovers, but maybe also, honestly, Xbox in some ways is running things better than Activision Blizzard has been. Um, and I don't just mean... <laughs> in uh, some ways. In some in ways. In most so. ways. Yeah, okay. Uh, Activision Blizzard has not been doing a great job at making new games or even remakes of old games for years now. Years now. And, and so even as somebody who has been a gigantic Blizz fan in the past, it's just not going well and hasn't been going well. Uh, <laughs> For a while, He's and that's, that's Blizz fan. Ew. I've been a huge Blizz fan, and I'm I, a I mean, big old Blizz fan. I love it, Bobby Kotick. Maybe Negative. StarCraft Ghost Negative. will show up all of a sudden out of nowhere. Yeah, they, re, they resuscitate Ghost. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, I mean, it, it's it, the scandals internally with sexual harassment, etc., are are real bad news, and yeah. I hope that things actually happen. I've read that some of the employees involved have been fired. That doesn't really seem like it's enough to me, but um, I hope that I hope that this means that things change. I mean, Xbox put out uh, the list of people who will be in control of their gaming leadership team, ultimately, and half of it is women. Um, so maybe maybe there really is a change here. I don't know why point. I was expecting you to say Xbox did put out a list of everybody who's been a piece of shit in Activision. <laughs> that would be sick, dude. That's what I was ready for. For some reason in my brain, I was like, damn, Microsoft is on it. All right. Yeah, I was naming them. I'd be down with that, dude. Uh, In addition, Xbox, you know, we talked about maybe PlayStation stuff, but Xbox hasn't been as focused on console exclusivity. Um, I mean, maybe part of that is that they want people to play on PC instead, right? Not necessarily PlayStation, but they haven't been as focused on just Xbox exclusivity. So maybe that speaks to them, yeah, being willing to have their games and other stuff. But even if not, if you're somebody, I mean, we were talking about this earlier, uh, Brock, if you're somebody who has Game Pass... Dude, yeah, you get no. to play like half of all video games. Now. I was about to about just that? say the biggest, the biggest impact on this is what's going to become available on Game Pass all of a sudden. Like, can you imagine? Like, here's their Game Pass, and for an extra five dollars a month, you just get to be in World of Warcraft. That's that's just it. Like, you're just in it, right? I mean, like, that's really powerful in my opinion. So, could, they, could I get five dollars off my subscription? If I choose to not play World of Warcraft, <laughs> like, that'd be great. I'll take that option. Monthly WoW costs more than Game Pass. Yeah, and it should just be deleted. 
that's it. That's just to, to delete WoW. <laughs> that's how I feel Dang. about that. Well, obviously, I've decided not to play it, um, but it remains the greatest video game. Oh, yeah, history. Game Pass. Uh, I'm a big fan of Game Pass in general, even before this. Do you have I Game Pass, like Tubo? I have had Game Pass for like two years. Oh, dang. Okay, okay. You know what I do when I'm really bored and stoned, but mostly bored? I go through Game Pass, and I download a game that I would never have played otherwise. Because it's like, it's like a rental service for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many games that I've just never even heard of that are incredible on Game Pass. And I'm not going to lie, I have a short attention span. I don't always play through all of them. But, like, I discovered Ori because of Game Pass, you know? Like, stuff like that. I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, Game Pass is sick, you know? So I, I, I'm a big fan of it even before this. But now, $10, if it stays at $10 a month for PC users and you have a PC that can play video games... You're, See, you're an I'm idiot if you don't buy it, I feel. I'm surprised you wouldn't have been happy to have Spider-Man included in a Game Pass like this No, now. no, 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 no. See, I was just worried that it would get canceled. Because oh, there, is, okay. there is problems between Sony and having Spider-Man rights and then Activision being owned oh, by, by right, Microsoft. Gotcha, like, gotcha. I was worried about that. But okay. that's not a problem, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> now, when something gets taken off of Game Pass, can you still play it if you've downloaded it already? Or No, no. What It does like that. You know, it does like a, a check to make sure you have right, a license, okay, basically. Okay, okay. Um, but what, what happens is if you have Game Pass, you get a discount on all the games on the Microsoft Store. So if you were playing something you really like that was on Game Pass for a year and it's gone and you still want to play that game, you can go buy it for a discount. So that's kind of dope too. I mean, honestly, like I would have Game Pass except I don't use an Xbox console and I don't play games on my PC. Otherwise, I 100% would have Game Pass because it's such, it is a good deal. But you should play games on your PC because your PC is ridiculous. It is, but I mean, I just, I just. And you can hook up your Xbox controller straight to it. And navigate the whole menu with just your Xbox controller. You no, can no, treat no, it no, just no, like no. a console. Where is it? Where is it? Where did I? Do you think they're going to make know, Warcraft Four now? I hope not. Hey, I hope the Microsoft. I hope the Microsoft does the Activ- does the Blizzard what Activision did to all the other ga- or companies they. Uh, I would be able to use and just my be like an AI farm or something. Fusion Xbox controller with dete- with mappable pro packs and three way trigger locks and what is that? Rubber- Are you like- pushing a product now? Is Razer a, like a sponsor s- we don't know about? Dude, I wish, dude. Like it's just all right, so yeah. Super- use that controller, plug it in. You're good to go. Yeah, I definitely did not buy that. That was definitely uh, a gift to me. So. Well, you also have an Xbox One, don't you? It's the same deal. You plug the controller into your the Xbox PC. One. You know, I'll tell you this right now: the Xbox One. No longer I know made, by the way. People get mad at this. The the Xbox One is seriously the worst console that I've ever used in my entire life, dude. I hate that console so much. I use it to watch Netflix and Disney Plus. And the majority of the time that I turn on my Xbox One console and click on Netflix, it's like, please wait two minutes. You can't use this app yet. And then I'll click it again. It's James, like, this- you understand? I'm, I'm trying to get use your controller on your PC so you don't have to do that. I'm trying to move you to the future. <laughs> but you're talking about Xbox One from 2013. I'm talking about Game Pass on your PC in 2022. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways, we should probably take a break and bring on Alvin Shadow. What if we're not even talking about Microsoft anymore? The original software monopolist, Microsoft, to bring back the hero. StarCraft. 
What up? Yeah. What about that? What? How would that? I would be so mad. Starcraft. No, you wouldn't. You would be so happy. I'd get, be, a, get out of here. I would also be mad about how happy I am, though. <laughs> All right, that's fair. I'd be pissed that I was happy. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, fine. Let's get out of here. All right, okay. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Elvin Shadow, one of the organizers of Frosty Faust, needs to talk about all the precautions that they're taking. Be right back. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Tuesday show, the new, brand new, spanking Tuesday show. I've been uh, thinking that, James. I think this is the new Tuesday show now. I think it's like new Coke, but hopefully we don't fail spectacularly like okay, that. I know. I was about to say, don't make the new Coke comparison here. I don't know if people are, are old enough to know about new Coke. I mean, so. we are. Shit, Jesus. We're so Yeah, old. that's for sure. Anyways. Let's bring let's on. Let's bring on Bozak. All right. Do we actually? I'm not even sure if I have him on. There we go. Yes, I do have him on the camera. Woo! James, good job. You did it. Yes. What's I up, can. guys? Can you hear me all right? Yes. All right. Yeah, I just want to say thank you so much for having me on again, and uh, you know, big time fan for years and years. Always watch every week. So uh, thanks, thanks a lot for having me. Like I gotta say, I love the wood panels in the back, man. It's just yeah. so Midwest. It looks it's nice. so just, Midwest. It's just the wall of my family room. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's the most Midwest dude. thing, though. Like, you will not see that outside of a very few states in the middle of the country. <laughs> it's a little older of a house, too, but, you know. I, I love it, it dude. It, yeah, yeah it, reminds me, it reminds me of home. It's nostalgic for me. I love it. Interesting. Got that, like, log cabin <laughs> feel, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. Oh, man. So we wanted to have you to talk uh, on to talk about the sort of most recent news and things that are happening in... with Frosties. But, uh, you know... <laughs> I don't. I don't want to necessarily go all the way back to how you got involved in the FGC. But how is it that you got involved in running an event that turned into something as big as Frosty Faustin? Okay. Well, you know, I, I ran events locally at my university uh, for a while when I was going to UIC, and then I moved to Japan, right? And then I uh, came back to visit. No one was there. No one was doing nothing. I wanted to play fighting games with people. I suggested, okay, I'm going to run an event. I ran it. When I came back, the next holiday season and then we all kept doing it and a lot of you know the midwest tos were you know part of it and stuff and we just grew and grew right we got way bigger over the years i moved back here in 2014 so that was like the seventh frosty by then and that's around the time when like i really <clears throat> started teaming up with uh super Greek fighter and miss marvel and you know and that's when eggs are dropped so when you combine all those things together and the fact that I'm like home now and I can like put my full time into it more than I used to because it was all remote before from Japan, it's like, yeah. And then it just started getting bigger as the FGC organically grew. You know, I guess you just put a good event on and people come back. So <laughs> I, mean, I guess that's all I can explain. It's awesome to me because, I mean, it's the true... Uh, you know, grassroots story of the FTC that we've heard so many times. And I mean, if I'm not mistaken, people mm. have said like, I think you were like the fourth biggest event in the FTC in the US for a while, right? It was always what Evo CEO combo breaker. And then it was you basically, right? Frosty Fousing. So, I mean, it's grown to be one of the biggest and most premier events in, in the country. Yeah, I do believe that's still correct. I think we're like number four in terms of attendees. So yeah do you, do you have any um to what would you attribute that i mean it's not just grassroots because there have been other events that have been going on at the same time that haven't grown in the same way mm -hmm. you're in you're in 
the northern Midwest in <laughs> in uh, in winter time. Um, I mean, what <laughs> people still go anyway? Why why is that? Uh, it's probably a mix of a few things. So one, like we're one of the only events that has always focused on Guilty Gear and like other, yeah. I guess, anime games. But I guess before CEO Taco even started doing it uh, of that size. And so a lot of those people that, that it appeals to uh, come, but we, we, we run like everything, right? We run like, we, we used to run like 30 games. Now we're down to 25, right? And we yeah. have like 20 side ter- official side tournaments. So like we run so much stuff that like everybody shows up. Um, also, it's like more of a casual chill atmosphere. Obviously, we yeah. take the, the tournament part of it very seriously, but we also wrap it up Sunday or Saturday night. People have a chill day on Sunday. Like, um, you know, people just want to go and see their friends. They want to hang out, like you guys said, right? You just wanted to see a bunch of friends. Like, I think a lot of people just like meeting up there. Um, it's pretty cheap to fly to in Chicago in January, too, from a lot of places. So that, that might help as well. I mean, um, and let's not forget, let's not forget, Illinois has legal weed, baby. 420 Yolo blazing. Oh, man. I mean, look, I mean, like, here's the question, though. I mean, like, have you been tempted to turn it into a three day event at this point, you know, just for just to make it so it's easier schedule wise? Nah, we really can't. And, like, well, already with the way our contract is, it's kind of stuck in the format it's in. But uh, we kind of just love our format anyway, regardless of that, because we've just gotten so used to it and we think it's been successful every year, you know, and. Every time there's a little hiccup, you learn how to make it better every time. But I think we've kind of really mastered that model. Yeah. Um, so, you know, really no huge urge to change it. And I think a lot of people like it. It makes it easier to travel too. Like you can go home yeah. easier, you don't have to take Monday off. So, I mean, uh, we've often said that we felt like sometimes events that are three days long don't even need to be three days long. And it was always, it, it always was one of the main draws for me for Frosties, you know, that and the very, very grassroots feel. I mean, you have games running in the hallways around the ballroom, you know, and it's, it's, it's really neat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and we also have Thursday, right. And we're going to be open really early this time on Thursday and it's all, all casuals. We're going to have a big casuals room and everything an arcade. So, and it'll be open 24 hours. So like if people want to get in early, they have a whole extra day of just like chilling in games. So. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's talk about this year. So we'll start by talking about the, the announcement. Um, you, it's been announced for a long time at this point. When, when you guys first sort of got the idea that you would have it again in 2022, um, how, how, how was the world at that point? I don't know when that thought process first started for you, but did it seem like, we're getting back to normal at that time? Sure. So at around that time, well, you know, yeah, things were looking pretty much better. What, when People was were that? vaccinated. You know, um, it, it didn't seem as as dangerous. But, I mean, it's not, it's not even a matter of whether it was or not because our contract for 2022 is our 2021 contract that got delayed because of force movement. <laughs> so, you know, we still had the contract. And like you said, because of that, um, we are still running the event. But I, with that said, uh, at the time, things looked great. And, uh, you know, I, I think we can, we can run a safe event. Um, but we'll get into that. I think I'm going off topic here. But not really. what, at what point did you like, start thinking about having an announcement again? Like what, what time of year was that? Oh, an announcement that we're running the event? Yeah. Uh, that we, happened after Frosty's online, didn't it? Or am was, I that, wrong? was that yeah, was that a full yeah. year ago at this point? Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Frosty oh, yeah. Online, oh, yeah, yeah, Frosty yeah. online was like 
late early February or something or the same right. weekend as Frosty was supposed to be in late January. I forget, but it was yeah. it, it was a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, I mean, think we already had the the date out there at that time. You know, pretty sure because we had the contract, right? So of course we're going to run it. Um, and we, we we didn't know what the world was going to be like at the time, though, right? Because if if it was exactly the same as it was at that time, where you know it was st- we were still in lockdown, we couldn't run it. Then it would just happen again, right? But we we still had to put the dates out there in case you know we went through. And of course now we are. And so uh, that's kind of how we got to where we are, you know. Okay, I mean, as as it has come closer to the moment, you guys have announced more uh, precautions. I mean, starting with from a while ago, requiring vaccinations, um, and then you now have a rule that there's going to be uh, COVID testing there. Uh, how, how has your thinking evolved on on you know whether it's possible to run a safe event and what it is that you need to do to try to make that happen? Sure. Well, let me start off by saying I was at CEO, okay? And one of the main reasons, of course, I wanted to go to CEO was to compete and everything. But but one of the big reasons was as a TO, I wanted to personally go and see how everything ran, okay? Because mm-hmm. it's one thing to see it online and, you know, kind of get the, the, the information secondhand. But if you're there, you could experience it. You could see things. And it really kind of changed my personal feelings about my motivation for running the event. I was like, wow, you know, this went pretty smoothly. Like people were respectful for the most part. Like I I barely saw anyone without a mask on at all the whole weekend. Um, And, you know, I didn't feel like it was dangerous. So we felt like at that time, like, you know, there's no reason why we can't do the same thing. But we we planned to have vaccinations as a requirement from the get-go anyway, because for various reasons, but Illinois state law is pretty much promoting it in most right. places at this point. And so, you know, we figured that's enough time for people to get vaccinated between back then and January, right? If they, if they choose to. Um, so, you know, that's kind of like the, like a lot of the motivation was from, com- or sorry, from going to CEO. Right. And then everything was going fine. We were on track uh, to, to have a great show and we still are, but you know, all our plans were going as according to plan and then Omicron hit. And so that changed things a lot <laughs> as you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, can you talk yeah. about how it, how it changed things? Yeah. So, well, I mean, because it spread so easily, right. Uh, and so qu- it's spreading so quickly. Um, and it's just getting out of control. We, we have to take more precautions to, to be socially responsible to people, you know? Um, and when it first started getting bad, we actually had discussed uh, early on the possibility of requiring uh, a false or a, a negative test in mm-hmm. addition to, you know, uh, being vaccinated, right? But, and we, we went over this so many times, hours, conversations about how to how to approach this, what, what's going to happen if we choose each route, just kind of like you guys were talking about earlier in the show, right? And we came to the conclusion at the time that because tests are so rare and uh, you, know, so, you just can't get them in a lot of, in, in a lot of areas, right? Mm-hmm. It's hard to find. That we couldn't ask people to do that because then there's no option for them to come if they can't find it. So it took a while, but eventually... Um, we did get in contact with someone from uh, the County of DuPage who put us in contact with a professional testing company. Okay. Um, and this company 
Uh, they do big events like sporting events and whatnot. So they have experience, uh, you know, in this situation, in, in this environment, and, you know, and they assure us that they can test everybody like two, three minutes each. It's quick. Um, and so, you know, it took, it took a long time for us to properly, properly negotiate the logistics of it and talk to them about it, right. Get answers and like fi figure out how we're going to fit it and all that stuff, regulations, check with the hotel. And so we didn't want to pre prematurely announce that without knowing for a fact that we'd be able to have that as right. something we'd be able to follow through with, right? And so once we knew for sure, for certain that that plan was feasible, we felt we had a social responsibility to implement it because of how bad things have gotten with, with Omicron, you know? Because... I, I totally understand that it, it puts a certain group of people in a bad situation, right? Like if you can't get a test before you leave, there is a small chance that maybe you will test positive at the event. And then what happens is widely different for everybody, but it's probably not going to be very good for you. So we weighed that against people who otherwise, you know, would feel uncomfortable coming unless we put those measures into right. place, you know? Um, and it seems like based on the feedback, right? Overall, I think more people have shown positive feedback towards this approach. Um, there are definitely a very vocal amount of people who are, uh, you know, against it and are very angry about it and rightfully so, you know, I, I understand. Um, so it, it's, it's inconvenient, right? Um, but I mean, I mean, look, honestly, I don't know if they're justifiably angry. <laughs> that's my point of view. That's my point of view. That's not, I'm put, that's me. I'm not saying that's your point of view, but I mean, look, inconvenience for the safety of everybody, I think is a, is a definite, uh, plus. <laughs> right. And, you know, you, you talked about Genesis and how, they were able to postpone their event at the cost of six figures and we don't have six figures of <laughs> that option unfortunately <laughs> so, you know and even if we did move it you you still have then the, the issue you brought up about all those flights are going to get canceled for people right. and that's going to be more costly than you know a lot of other things so there's no way for everyone to win here it's just yeah. we're kind of just checkmate here right like yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're just trying the best option that we think is the best for people's safety and is going to benefit the most people coming to the show and still allow us to run it. Because you also have to think about our staff too, right? Genesis said one reason they can't run the show is because they don't have enough staff to properly pull it off. Mm -hmm, the difference mm -hmm. with us is we've had some staff members who've had to bow out and we understand everyone has their own you know feelings about the situation. So we won't hold that against them at all. But Thankfully for us, we've been able to fill those positions as we've gone on in the planning process. We have a fully functioning staff right now, ready to go for the event. And as we get closer, it's possible someone may bow, but we have people backups in plan, uh, you know, or backups in place that we that we can rely on, and we have a, a game plan in place. So we are confident that we could run the show, and so and we we really have to <laughs> we will so <laughs> it's really what it boils down to in that regard uh 
I mean, how has it affected? I mean, have you had a lot of attendees canceled? Have you had to give full refunds to a bunch of people? You know, how has that affected the, the you know, that aspect of it? Yeah, I mean, well, we've issued hundreds of refunds and it's like, we don't really have a refunds team. I'm pretty much doing all of them. <laughs> so it's, it, it's, yeah. Um, the problem, so we, we, we had a refund policy in place where we've been issuing refunds since registration has been open. But after a certain point, you know, our policy was that uh, we have to cut off refunds because we've already planned for a certain amount of, you know, things that we need for the event investments and contracts we've signed and things we've already purchased and we're lying we rely on you know a certain portion of that in order for the event to run um but you know when we announced the policy about requiring a test we understood okay somebody might end up getting covid and not be able to come and we don't want them to you know lose auto on their their money because they got covid so we amended it so that if you you know test positive then we will refund completely everything and uh you know, we'll be able to do that after the event. Like I said, since I'm pretty much doing it all myself and I have a bazillion other things to do, I can't just like spend my whole day processing refunds because the event will happen. Like, but we, we, are, we are keeping track of those people who show us that they got COVID and right. we will take care of them. Just to, to be super clear on that, you mean that if people come to the event and test positive at the event that you would refund them? Is that what you're talking about? Well, he said he's going to take care of him. He's like, no, you should have done that. We're going to take care of you, buddy. They're not That's be positive. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. No. Yeah. Of course we would give those people back their money. But I also mean, if you like tested before you were going to come to the event and you right. show us the positive result, we will refund your money as well. Got it. Yeah. And again, you know, I, I was mentioning this before, you know, everything before we brought you on here at the start of the show. I mean, as far as I know, it's, you know, you guys are just a small group of guys running everything. So, you know, it's it's not like you. I mean, I know people probably think that, you know, CEO and Combo Breaker and Frosties and Evo are just run by giant conglomerate companies and stuff like that. But it's literally just like, well, Evo maybe now. Yeah. I'm going to say okay. names. Yeah. Names? Now, now for sure. Yeah. But I mean, like even something as, as big as Combo Breaker and, you know, CEO and Frosty Faustings, the three non-Evo biggest events in the country, they're still just run by a bunch of dudes who are having a good time and just trying to play some fighting games you know good time that's absolutely right yep this this is frosty's headquarters my house is is the <laughs> business address uh, i mean like we yeah, i mean we all have regular jobs i have an office right. job you know like uh i mean it's, we don't really do this to make money or for a living at all like it, barely, it doesn't make as much as some people may think but that's yeah. the that's the point point where it's like uh, the risk involved is, is high and we don't have six figures. So, right. you know what I mean? And that's um, always the hardest part too. Cause then people, when they find out that some events do make money, they're like, that's so mean of them. And it's like, what? How like dare you make money for your work. How dare you? <laughs> like, I don't understand that, you know, but I, I mean, uh, again, as someone mentioned in the chat, I mean, of all the TOs out there, you guys, you yourself, Jonas, everybody, uh, all the guys at Genesis, I mean, you guys deserve a lot of, you know, uh, 
praise for the stuff that the decisions that you guys have to make the effort that you're going through and i mean honestly the I, I you know i mean it sounds weird as you know as i mentioned i'm not going to frosties anymore but i think the the amount of precautions that you're putting in place i think are admirable and i think they're wonderful for a lot of people to go and have fun there you know so you know hopefully you know everybody can be safe out there I mean, that's why I'm still going. I appreciate all the things that you that you have done. Um, uh, while I'm there, as I was saying earlier on the show, I'm not expecting to be very active. I'm not going out to dinner with people, right? Like, but I'm I feel comfortable going there because I know that you are taking it seriously. Right. Um, I entered Mortal. Yay! I'm going to be playing Mortal Kombat there. That's pretty cool. Um, and I'll be commentating. And yeah, I. I, I Certainly hope that will go well. What's going on, Tuboware? That's right. Didn't I enter Street Fighter Five, coward. I did it. I did it. Well, you know, I didn't want to enter a game that I would be commentating because what if I had to comment? Oh yeah, you were gonna and... make top eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, um, I mean, look, the announcement of what you're doing at Frosty's with the testing and and requiring um, negative tests that actually came out on the same day as the Genesis news, and it came out later on that same day. And I wonder if you feel like there was any, was there a relative bump to how people re responded to the Frosty's news after the Genesis news? I mean, I was, on, I was on Twitter, I was looking at people's reactions, and while many people were saying, okay, you know, we understand that Genesis is being postponed, quite a lot of people were upset that they would be out their travel money, essentially, for it. Um, and so when Frosty's then said that that's not what they're doing, it's a different solution, um, do you feel like that went differently for you than if there had not been a Genesis announcement? Oh, that's an interesting question. I didn't really thought about that, but I will say that Genesis's announcement didn't in any way affect what we had planned to do at that point anyway. Um, because like I said, we didn't really have a lot of options and this is what we were leaning to, towards doing for a while now. So, um, in terms of the public response, uh, I mean, I'll be honest, I didn't really like go through all the comments that people made about Genesis in like replying to their announcement so much mm -hmm. on Twitter because I just have been really busy. But busy. Uh, <laughs> in terms of how people have been with us, like I said, it's been, I would say 90% of the, of the comments I've seen have been positive. And, okay. you know, of course, like I said, there's going to be, and there are people who are upset. You know, I, I understand that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, do you guys feel like, it affected it, uh, public perception of it a lot or in one way or the other? I, not that I really noticed. I just was wondering if you had somebody who was a closer look thought that there was anything like that. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I will tell you. That, about it. Yeah. I will tell you there's a few, you know, players who wanted to go to Genesis who are, you know, maybe going to come to Frosty and stuff or who are, who are <laughs> yeah. coming to Frosty now because we did a reopen registration. Uh, for mm -hmm. for a weekend at one time and some people registered so um nice. you know we're glad that at least they can go to an event still if they feel comfortable doing it but, yeah. yeah take that genesis frosty faust is coming for you smash uh, major 2023 let's go <laughs> <laughs> we, we love smash but guilty gear will always be the headline game in frosty Ooh, dang. 100 100 percent I mean, well, okay, I, I, look, saw, it, I saw someone cool. mentioning it in the chat, you know, you know, that, you know, if anyone tests positive that you're going to put the bag over your head and pull out the scalpel and everything like that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, is there some sort of like strange irony that, you know, your event is named after the doctor who can cure everything <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> this crazy, year? Right? 
doctors, everybody. I don't know. I, I'm definitely no doctor myself, so I won't be doing anything like that. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else that you want to say about the safety precautions or how things are going there? Sure. I mean, uh, I guess I just want to remind people that like we really are taking it seriously. Like when we say that we're going to you know, enforce our precautions and stuff. We're not, I just want people to know, like, we're not going to be lazy about it. We're not going to half-ass it. We're going to make sure people are being safe. So everyone who comes feels like they're safe, right? And that we can ensure that like the event goes smoothly and everything. We're going to have lots of hand sanitizer everywhere. Um, we're going to have extra masks. Uh, if people need an extra mask, um, we will give you an extra mask. No problem. Um, masks are going to be required at the event, basically. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, that's been a policy since we launched the, yeah, we would never even think about doing it without masks. Yeah. Um, and you know, um, of course vaccination, I mean, I've been going to locals, you know, uh, for a while now, um, like low kick runs the FGC meetups on Fridays Mm and not, not recently, recently. Right. Because once I get closer to frosty, I have no time to play games. (laughs) But, but, but my point being is that they've been requiring masks and vaccination now for yeah. months and everyone in our local community has been very cooperative about it. It's been great. We've hadn't had any issues. Like people are very respectful. Um, so, you know, with that said, um, we're going to be making sure yeah, the people wear the masks and we all have security and people checking for it. And, uh, they'll be checking badges and wristbands to make sure people have been checked with their vax cards and all that. And, um, yeah, and we're making sure that like our our uh, consoles setups are going to be a little more socially distanced. Like, I mean, obviously you can't socially distance totally, but yeah. we're not packing at thirty two players per pool. It's going to be right. max twenty four to relieve congestion just uh-huh. a little bit, right? Um, so that'll hopefully be something helpful as well. Um, but uh, it's a new venue for us. You know, we're excited. We've never been there before in terms of. Well, mm-hmm. obviously we've been there. But we've never ran an event there before, so we're very. Uh, excited to see how it goes, but um, the staff's been cooperative and helpful, and you know they're all on board with the precautions and everything too. So, you know, I think it'll it'll go well. And if anyone has any concerns or questions about our safety precautions, you can reach out to. Like us you see me out back, or talk to Tubal. Yes, he will tell you <laughs> exactly what's going on. No. Hard nipple spearing tubbowear. Exactly. Ugh. They're not so, showing right now. Damn it. Uh, uh, let me ask you this, uh, Mike, just to move it away and, you know, just to talk about the games a little bit here. Yeah. Are you going to be entering Guilty Gear yourself? Then where do you think Faust actually falls now after all the patches? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, well, I, I actually entered all, okay. all three Guilty yeah. Gears. <laughs> no, it's all good. Yeah. Uh, I entered all three Guilty Gears. Uh, and uh, in terms of Strive, um, I think he's like pretty decent now. I mean, like he's not you know top tier or anything, but he's not like he doesn't suck anymore, right? He can fight. Like I feel like most of the matchups are like playable. Um, it's cool. it's not that bad. Like I, I haven't complained awesome. about Faust since the like second patch. Like, okay. Which, <laughs> I I don't now. The question is, do I like him still? Is the way he plays as much as like say plus R or Exert Faust? Not really, but course, he's still fun. And, you know, I enjoy the game enough. Like it's cool. I I play it when I can. Like I said, I haven't been playing anything for the last like, several uh, of course, months, yeah. really. But uh, for the most part, but yeah, uh, I think Faust is pretty decent now. Cool. All right. Well, uh, can you plug a couple of ways in which people can find out info about Frosties or watch it, etc.? Yeah. Uh, well, you can go to our website frostyfaustings.com. You can check us out on Twitter at at frostyfaustings. Um, 
And uh, if you want to join our Discord, there's a link on our smash.gg page, which is smash.gg FFXIV. Uh, not to be confused with the MMO. And, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, and we will have... Uh, we have we have Facebook too, but I don't I don't, I don't like Facebook. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know. That's where you could find most of the announcements. We always tweet stuff out, so just check our Twitter, follow us. Um, if we have anything else to share, we, I mean, we have a lot of exciting stuff to actually announce. Don't get me okay. wrong. There's gonna be a lot of cool, cool stuff coming to the event. You know, um, so you know, there's things to be excited about too. You know, I don't want to make it all gloomy and everything. We do have some great things in the works, so we're excited to share that. And we have I just can't talk about it right right now. You know, but of course, but of course. yeah. There's going Actually, to be some cool I, stuff. I've muted the stream now. We're we're mm -hmm. off the air, so you can tell yeah. us privately now, mm -hmm. right? So, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, man, so, guys, we cloned James Chen so we could get him on commentary anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell anyone uh, it's not the real yeah. one, all right? Oh, God. Hey, man, thanks a lot for coming on and talking with us about this. Yeah, no problem. Thank you guys for having me. And, uh, you know, James, seriously, though, don't feel bad, man. Like, we, we hold no grudges. Feel terrible. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and Tubo, thanks for, you know, managing commentary. You've been an awesome tu help. And David, thanks for, for coming oh, and supporting bad. us. Yeah, Tubo, yeah, Tubo fired me. That's actually the, 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 the true that's story. A, that's the lore. Yeah. That's the lore you can go with, James. I fired uh -huh. you. Oh, and by the way, where did Elven Shadow come from? I think you told us this a long time ago on stream before, but just as a, re uh, a rehash of it. Not sure if I did, but it's not super interesting. Basically, I'm, I'm an old man. This was my AOL AIM screen name originally. And Ultra um, David. Yeah. Ultra David. <laughs> Same thing. I, yeah, I kind of just got stuck with it and never really changed it. But my like, man. Same story. It, it does, it's it's nonsense. I mean, like, I was a nerd. I was on the fantasy, Lord of the oh, Rings. Not, I played Magic good. the Gathering and Warhammer Fantasy Battle. And yeah. I liked all that kind of stuff. And uh, elves, I played elves and, and what elves, high elves. And I had played the green deck and stuff and magic. Okay. So I liked elves. Um, Shadow is also my favorite Final Fantasy VI character. Uh, so ah. that's pretty much my favorite RPG. So that's kind of part of it, I guess. So um, but started it, calling just... you Bozak first then? Yeah. So, okay, the story of Bozak. Yeah. Yeah, so my real last name is Bozar, right? But like uh, when I used to go to locals at like uh, Nickel City and stuff like that, uh, the TOs like couldn't, like before they knew who I was, right? Like they would read like scribble scrabble of my name, like Bozar or something on a sheet. And they just like thought it said Bozak, but they like just started calling me that behind my back without like knowing it was my name. <laughs> and they all started just knowing me as Bozak before I even realized that that's what I was being like known as. And then one day someone's like, yo, what's up Bozak? And I'm just like, what? They're like, isn't that your name? I'm like, no. And they're like, well, it is it now. Is now. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there you go, guys. My the nickname. Oh man! So the C, the C is actually silent in your name, then, because the the actual thing is what B O C Z A R is that what it is or? So it's so it's actually it's actually a Polish last name, and if you were to pronounce it properly in Polish, it'd be Bochar. Um, mm -hmm. But when my parents, well, my dad moved here when he was like nine years old from Poland, so you know he's pretty Americanized in that regard. Like he he. They they just used the pronunciation Bozar because I guess they felt it was easier for some reason. And I grew up just being told it was Bozar. But honestly, people would mess it up all the time and call Boxcar and Boxcar. And, it, you know, it sucks. But, boxcar. Not back to, you know, whatever. Just call me Elvin or Mike, whatever. Whatever. Whatever you want. <laughs> you got it. All right, man. Yep. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Later, Thank you guys here. for having me on. Have a good night. Have a good night. All right. Elvin Shadow it is. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, Raymond oh, Bozak. 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 Yeah, no, shout outs to him. And again, you know, definitely a lot of, uh, uh, you know, sympathy towards all the TOs out there having to make a lot of hard choices right now. And uh, I mean, again, even during CEO, during the that Soul Calibur event that I went to, Omicron wasn't even a thing. And now, uh, and now, you know. Now it is. What a world. Yep. yep. All right. Well, let's move on to our 5-5 matchup. All right. We're doing this a little bit differently than in the past. You guys sent us your 5-5 matchup questions, and we have cut them down to three. That's right. We've made choices. And the reason for that is a couple. One of them is just because, honestly, like, it's always down to, like, two or three anyway. And we are pretty sure about which ones those are going to be usually. But also, this way we get to think about it a little bit more in advance. And, like, actually not get caught blindsided when sometimes it's, like, the one that we thought nobody would like. So, you know, (laughs) a little bit more certainty. So James is going to set up the poll. The top three. Make sure you send only your best questions. That's right. Remember, if you're a sub, you get two votes. So you should sub to to the channel. You should you should do it. Sub. I forgot to set this up on the on the screen over here, so we have this all ready to go. Uh, let's see. Show poll. We sure do. And well, you know, James is setting up. Oh, never mind. Here we go. We're good to go. Here David, we go. take it away. All right. Question the first. Where is the line drawn for when something is so broken it needs to be removed from the game, but just broken enough where it makes the game fun? Number two, with the rumors flying around about Banda. Uh, Damco Bandai, I guess, helping the next killer instinct. What are your hopes for the next installment? And then number three, what do you recommend people do when they start getting tilted in a match or series of matches? What do you actually personally do when you find you are getting tilted while playing? Uh, Here we go. Hang on a second. Uh, I have it set up. Twitch subscribers have two votes. There we go. I fixed that now. So, yep, now you have to do exclamation mark one or two. And uh, there you go. Go ahead and start typing it. Oh, what the heck? Hang on a second. What is oh, this what doing? What the heck? Oh, here we go. Uh, it's doing the thing, James. Yeah, it's there we go. Manage is the button. I'm two is for. ran away with it, by the way. Yeah, two, two is running away, away with, with it. it. Two wow. ran away with it. Wow. Well, it was early. The numbers are still low. The numbers are coming in now. So it's starting to. All right. I've eat. done my votes. Even out just a little bit here. No, actually, no, no, actually. Who ran away with it? Full disclosure, when we were deciding which ones to pick, I didn't actually pick number two, but Brock and James did. So congrats to them for figuring well, that's out what people wanted to talk about. Couple of brain geniuses here. So number two has taken it. We can basically stop the count. Okay, fine. Yeah, we can stop right. the count. It's over. <laughs> Boom, you are done. All right, so number two is the selection here with the rumors flying about. And again, with our new segment at the end where we're just chilling and hanging out, we may answer number one and three just, you know, for shits and giggles and stuff. So, you know, it's definitely still a possibility. You can answer and I'm not doing it. (laughs) I tell one and three, they lost. They're losers. Get out of here. Fair enough. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, we actually skipped our Ultra Chen one. Yeah, that... we did. We'll, we'll do that one second. That's fine. All right, fine. Okay, so let's do this then. And I'm swapping the order. Well, I'm not swapping the order. I'm just jumping. Here we go. Yeah. Well, I can actually we're, just ju- we're jumping. We're jumping. Jumping now. it. Jumping it. Okay. Uh, 
And the question there. is, yes, with the rumors flying around about Namco Bandai helming the next Killer Instinct, what are your hopes for the next installment? First of all, what year is this question from? Namco Bandai. It's been Bandai Namco for like 100 years at this point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Uh, secondary, what am I hoping? Namdai. I mean, honestly, my view on this is that I thought that Killer Instinct, the first ones, were really bad games and had very little that was redeeming about them. And when KI 2013 then came out, I mean, even at the beginning, I wasn't into it. Obviously, in the end, I ended up really, really liking the game. I think it's super, super great. But I, for, for me, there's not like a history of a franchise that I care about. I'm not interested in the characters as characters. I don't know what the story is. There's probably a story, question mark. I don't know mm. what it is. Ultra tech, yeah. come on. I have no idea. Mm. And I'm not invested in it in any way. And I, furthermore, don't... It, so it would not be the same game, right? It's not going to be the same game with the same system and the same mechanics. And that's probably going to mean that I'm not going to be interested in it by default, right? Like, I'm not going to go into it expecting anything like 2013 because games tend to be different. And especially if it's made by a different developer with none of the same people involved. I don't know why it would be the same. So I'll, if it happens, I will certainly check it out like I do all the other fighting games that come out. I'll give it a go. I don't have any expectation that I would care about it. I'm not, I wouldn't be following it as like a game that I'm especially excited for. It's basically my question, my, my answer to this. All I'm going to say is that Bandai Namco has the worst track record for netcode in fighting games right now. And Killer Instinct was one of the first ones that had amazing netcode. And so that is my expectation. You had better put rollback netcode <laughs> into that game. Otherwise, I mean, that's like the thing that it's known for, right? I mean, at this point in time, I mean, you know, Tekken, Soul Calibur, Dragon Ball, like these games are not running on any sort of uh, fancy rollback netcode at this point. So, you know. We'd better I hope. remember playing KI, the first ones, when they came out in the arcade and then on SNES later. I remember playing it, and I just remember thinking, why am I doing this? You don't have Street Fighter here? You don't have Mortal here? Why, what well, am that's, I doing Well, that's why you played any fighting game if Street Fighter wasn't there. It's, Street Fighter <laughs> was number one, and then everything underneath it was, if you didn't have Street Fighter, hopefully you had that game. I mean, I liked Mortal or Kombat. That game, or like, that I game. I would have gladly played Mortal Kombat, but... I mean, yeah, I like Mortal like Kombat too, but I, I only played KI-1 because it was a fun one-player game. All I tried to do was just get max combos, but I mean, yeah, we'll okay. talk about this a little bit later, but the game had no throws. The yeah. game had no block stun. <laughs> like, this, it's, it was not, KI-1 was not a quality fighting not game. I mean, I still remember one of my friends was using Glacius, and Glacius' little ice spike move where he threw out the little ice spike like this, its proximity triggering was shorter than the move reached. And so there was a certain range against Ripter. Yeah, so Ripter and Saber Wolf, there was a range that if you just did that move to them, they couldn't block it. 
And I remember being at the UCLA arcade and two, two people were playing, one of them who was really super good at fighting games, this guy named Dabney and some other dude who I have no idea who he was. And he was the poor, unfortunate person who picked Saberwolf. And Dabney walked up to him and just did the ice spike to him in the corner and hit him. And he, you know, you don't bounce anywhere. So you're at the same range. So you just do that as a meaty again. There was no wake ups in that game. And like out loud, Dabney just kept looking at me and was like, see this, this is the stupidest thing. You can't block this. There's no way to block this. He can't do anything about it. And he just like murdered this guy who couldn't play the game at all, you know? And, well, let uh, me tell you, James, that guy got what he deserved. <laughs> Should have been in that spot. Should have known. Should have known uh, the glitch. Oh, man. I don't know your bugs. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm i just going to throw this out there. I don't believe for a second that Bamco is making this game. Yeah. I don't know where this rumor came from. What? Okay, sure. And if they do make the game, what do I hope for it? I hope they don't make the game. I hope someone else does. That's what I hope. I don't I don't want... I, I, I don't remember the last time... Bamco made a 2D fighter. Do you guys? And I damn sure don't want a 3D Killer Instinct. Dragon Ball so, Fighters. That was that's made by Arxis. Thank you very much. They dev, they devved it. Bamco did not. Super, so I mean, Smash Brothers Ultimate Super Smash Brothers. It's not a traditional 2D fighter, but they did make that. That's true. Sort um, of. Kind. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah. Either way, I, I I yeah I hope that Bamco doesn't make the new KI. Dang. And honestly, I'm not sure that. Now is a good time to release a new KI or even announce one. I, I, I think that if Microsoft is planning this, they should say, mom, they should announce it till like six months before the game is ready to launch. Just be very quiet as long as they can about it. Don't tell anybody who devs are. Don't get anybody's hopes up. Just do your thing, develop the game. And when it's ready, it's ready. Uh, because right now, fighting games are about to get very congested. There's DFO. There's uh, Street Fighter VI coming, I would assume. There's already Strive. There's already Blaze Blue that has rollback now. KOFs KOF. have rollback. I mean, KOF is coming. There's so many things that are fighting game related and fighting game coming out. Rumble versus on the way. There's so many things that like, why would you try to force out KI right now? Take I your time like with it. Wait for the right time to release it. That's weird. I actually feel like we're kind of, I mean, I had been saying that 2022 seemed really empty with fighting games, right? Like DFO, we still don't even have a release date on that. And then outside of that. This year though, right? Like they, they announced it for this, this year, year, didn't they? Right. It's that, yeah, KOF 15, and what else? Well, there's games that are already out. I mean, just because new stuff isn't coming doesn't mean that there's space for a new, a new game. It's already pretty jam-packed is what I'm saying. Right, it's but Street Fighter Six is rough. not going to happen until 2020. Four probably. I would twenty twenty three. You know, I hope it's like January twenty twenty three. Twenty thirty. There's no. no pro we don't. Please, no. I mean, the Project L guys keep saying it's going to be a Project long time L before Project L. I don't believe them for a second. I think I, I think that's coming sooner than they're giving on for sure. Hmm. Look, well, that's that, just because that's how that's how that company operates. That's how Riot has been in the past. So usually when they start showing stuff about the games, which they finally do with Project L, they're getting ready within like a year to launch. So I think that shit's coming faster than people realize. Yeah, I, I think it'll be like early 2023, if, I, if I'm guessing. I have no insight. This is all just gut. Yeah. Right. But anyways, and that's the thing yeah, is if they, I, announce, I, I don't know. if they announce a new KI, it doesn't mean that new KI is coming out like <laughs> this no, year but I mean, that's or anything. What I mean, right, exactly. Like there's so many fighting game mm -hmm. leaks out there. Just shut up about it. You know, like don't. 
don't announce it. Don't give people a reason to leak anything. Make it look like if someone leaks something, they're making it up because Microsoft hasn't even, you know, mentioned the word killer or instinct, you know? That's how, like, separate I want this to be. Because you, leaks are stupid in fighting games. Like, I like them, but overall, I think they're bad for the community. I think people don't really like them overall. I like them because I, I want answers now, and... That's just how I have like serious fear of missing out. So I want to know right away all the time. But most people aren't like that. So I, I hope if they are making this game, no matter who it's with, they're keeping it close to the chest. That's all. And I hope it's not Bamco. I don't want a 3D killer yeah. instinct. That sounds stupid. The only thing that I would say, you know, system Arena or... fighter. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean, if the game is being made like by a completely different company it doesn't even matter if it's bandai namco or any other company out there i mean i really do they hope i hope they keep the core combo breaker system because when the original the original combo breaker system was just dumb right it was it was the first one was a 50 50 guess the second one was kind of a uh just a 33 33 33 guess uh in terms of uh, how to break combos and stuff and I remember when they were when Iron Galaxy was making not Iron Galaxy Double Helix was making the, the 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 first Killer Instinct. I was like, how are they gonna possibly make this so that it's even like an actual competitive game and not stupid? And I felt like the system that came up with the slow reactable heavy linkers, but then the counter the counter breaker changed everything. By the way, the counter breakers, yeah, what, yeah, the counter breaker. As soon as they added that, I was like. This is that's it, genius. Like you solved the entire problem of this, and that now is such a core aspect of Killer Instinct modern times that if you make a new fighting game, you can do all the things you want, but that combo breaker system needs to remain as close to intact as possible, in my opinion. I think I think you're right, and I think that when people are asking this question or if they're paying attention to rumors about KI, if they're hoping for a new KI, I think that they're thinking the same thing. I don't mm -hmm. know. I guess Stephanie in the chat is a big old KI fan. And I know some Look, other man, people. I play KI because Rash was in the game and one of yes. my best friends made it. That's Dude. it. That's why. I have no connection to the olden games and yeah, I think I, most people I, don't I, do those, yeah, So yeah, exactly. it, So when people are asking for a new KI, they're asking, I think, for basically KI 2013 too. And do not yes, expect they that. are. Do not they expect are. that. I mean, I've, I've said it forever. Like, I, I think KI is in such a good place that I don't even know if you'd want a sequel. Like, if you just, ex like, maybe ramped up the graphics of the current one and just started adding new characters maybe, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Nah, that was Iron Galaxy's project. Don't dunk on their shit. Just let yeah. it be and make a new game. I just yeah, I guess it's I, First true of all, too. I don't think I agree with Brock that this is not real. And second of all, I understand that people want KI 2013 too, but don't expect it. It's yeah. if if there's a KI, it'll be something different. It's going to be a Naruto style arena fighter. It's going to be <laughs> Jago throwing stars around an arena, <laughs> spinning in circles at lightning speed. That's oh what we're going to get God. from Bamco, guys. That's, it, that's oh Killer Instinct God. 2. It could be half arena and half 2D like Pokken. Oh, no, that. please. Pokken no, I really like Pokken, but I don't like it for KI. Really good game. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't fit for KI. It doesn't fit for KI. Yeah, think. not for KI. Yeah. Transition breaker. You crushed their transition. Now they don't get to go to arena mode. Maybe. Nope. I'm good. I'm good on that game. Oh man. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Let's move on to the Ultra Chen Five Five. We're gonna try our best to come up with Ultra Chen topics we need every to move week. Back. Backwards. 
No, I've already hop. switched the order of the topic, so oh, we're not moving backwards here. Damn it. So. I wanted to go time traveling. So this is a tweet that David Ooh. put out there. Uh, and basically, you know, he basically said, you know, he really believed that the hating of grapplers and zoners was kind of a learned ability that, you know. But it's, it's, it's so consistent throughout history, throughout all of uh, fighting games... Why do people hate zoners and grapplers so much? Like, why? You really thought that this is like a taught thing? Like, how you would have to teach someone to be racist? Like, you thought that that's how this is going to, like, you thought that you had to be taught to hate grapplers and zoners and people just naturally didn't hate them? Yeah, like 20 years ago. Yes. Yeah, no, this this is, no. Yeah, what, that was, no. That was when I, what I said was that what, that was the case when I first got into fighting games. And I hadn't really met that many people yet. And it was basically like, I, my friends and I, my brothers and I had played when I was younger, and then I got to college, and there was this crew of players who were playing there, and they were basically all competitive players. And so I wasn't really exposed to, like, scrub mentality quite as much until, like, later on, obviously, I, I was. So, so what yeah, you're I, saying is that you and your brothers weren't scrubs. I mean, we weren't good, but we also, like, didn't get mad if somebody threw. Like, who cares? That's just as stupid as anything else you could do to each other. Um, so, I, I mean, we didn't, we didn't really make that. Anyway, I wasn't, I didn't come up with this on my own. I was responding to the very many people on Twitter who were mad about Dalsam in Street Fighter Five. <laughs> and, uh, I, I think that that was really funny for a different reason. I think it's funny that they think Street Fighter Five is the first time Dalsam was a Rushdown character. Oh, that's 100%. the funny thing to me. Every time Dalsam, like, oh, bless your heart, children, bless your well heart. As, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's dude, been Super a... Turbo Dalsam. Oh my come God, on, dude. He, he. Like I said, more oppressive dive kick than Rufus could ever hope yeah. to have oh, had, absolutely. dude. Oh, crazy. It was a low The original dive kick. Dude. Yeah. The, I call it, dude, you know how true it is when you tell a Dalsum player back then, uh, you know, an ST Dalsum player, that he has the first dive kick and they get so mad. Yeah. Because Dalsums yeah. hate dive kicks and they refuse to yeah. acknowledge and they realize That's it's the true. That's dive kick. Yeah, yeah it's 100%. Time. It's the first. And he had four angles yeah. with no recovery on he landing. Dude, it and was he also ridiculous. had one of the largest throw ranges. Why? But anyway, look. And also stretchy limbs and one of the best fireballs. Something yeah. He was one of the best characters in the game for sure. So you're right that him having good offense is not new. But people are mad about Dalsum because, I mean, a lot of people, not a lot. Some people think that he's been good the whole time in SF5. And now there's uh, several people who think that he is top tier and are, you know, mad when Dalsum does well. And last weekend, Dalsum didn't win CPT. He got third place. Arturo Sanchez got third place in CPT NA East. And The, the, uh, stop, guys, stop, guys, stop, guys, stop, guys, stop, guys. Uh, no, I was audio... telling James, David to shut up. Oh, okay. <laughs> Trust me. The audio died. Uh, okay. Because I'm now. trying to adjust volumes here, but David, try, try talking louder into the mic because you're definitely uh, quieter. So I'm right my, my voice Hello. meter potato crashes a lot when I try to adjust some of the val val values. So I apologize about that. So, so anyway, so anyway this is just about Dalsum. 
and how Dalsam is a good character in SF5, but people are overstating it and are mad about it, and they don't like they don't like that he doesn't play the game, whatever that means. He's literally playing the game. So I mean, I was just I was just responding to that and saying that yes, I don't really I don't feel it. And when I was newer in fighting games, I didn't see it, but clearly, clearly, this is like a natural thing. Clearly. I mean, it, like, in, yeah. retros in retrospect, and then having met more people and seen more people and heard right. more about the histories from other people, obviously, people have been mad about both grapplers and zoners since literally the first game. And that's true in every single place in the entire world. That right. Has All right. Well, let, let's, let's put it this Why? way, David. Why? Let's put it this way. If the, the most frustrating parts of a fighting game, especially when you're new to fighting games, is not knowing what to do, right? So if you have stretchy limb guy from full screen hitting what seems like one or two buttons and you can never get close to him, no matter how hard you try, you're going to hate that. On the other end, it's a fighting game, right? And what's like every online scrub ever said, oh, it's a fighting game, not a blocking game. Or are you trying to fight that. me, bro? So what, what happens on the opposite end? Oh, if you pick Dolph, or I'm sorry, Zangief, now all of a sudden, if I get close to you and I'm fighting you, oh, you just you just spinning pile driver when, when I get close and it does all the damage. You're just a, you're just a wuss. You're just throwing me. So no matter what, if you're a scrub idiot, these two archetypes are gonna piss you off. Like that's just how it is. But I think it's Look, bigger than that because it's, it's not just about scrub scrub morons. Some of the people I was talking about are among the best players on Earth in Street Fighter, and they are still mad. Are you telling me that some of the best players on Earth can't also be scrub morons? Because I'll tell you for sure that they <laughs> definitely can be both. Look, maybe they are scrubs, not mutually exclusive. I don't even think that this is that difficult of an answer. Uh, I said I replied to David on Twitter with this as well. It's literally because both of those archetypes don't let you block. Blocking becomes a bad option against them. When you fought Guile in Street Fighter 2 and he just chucked Sonic Booms at you, you lost. You had to do something. If you fought against a grappler, you block, you lost. Blocking is something that feels very safe. Street Fighter V has this problem too for a lot of uh, newer players and that blocking is very unsafe in Street Fighter V. In the original Street Fighter II, throws were, I mean, I, I said this in my tweet, like people got into fisticuffs over regular throws because you couldn't right. tech them. They were zero frames and that they were super far, so much to the point that when Nintendo made their first fighting game, they said, we'll make a good fighting game by not putting in throws. Like we're gonna re remove cheap throws from Killer Instinct and gave everybody overheads that basically everyone could react to, and it was really awful. Uh, sorry, Stephanie. Um, but like, that's just what it comes down to. Because you cannot block and feel safe, it's irritating to fight. Right. So if you like, you could say the same thing about rushdown characters, like if rushdown characters, especially in modern games, you can't block them, you die and everything. But for the rushdown characters, one, for some reason, people find that more acceptable. And two, I call this the parry, the parry genius. The reason why parries are so great is because everybody can say, oh, dude, I totally parried that. And so when you're fighting against a rushdown character, you're like, I stood up, I blocked. Like you have a way to reason the logic 
that you totally did the right thing, but the game didn't listen to you. If you're fighting against a grappler or a zoner, what is that? What it, like, if you fight against a zoner, like, I totally didn't walk into that fireball and do everything you predicted because yes. I'm frustrated. You know, like, like yes. there's no easy excuse for those. And so it's harder to accept losing to those play styles. You, you, you yada yada me, James. <laughs> you literally yada yada. I don't know. You were like, what? You were like and, and players feel differently about getting mixed up by rushdown characters for some unknown reason. What do you mean for some unknown reason? That's the question. <laughs> the why? <laughs> I don't know. No, but that's why I said the reason why they don't feel that way about rushdown is because they totally feel like they should have been able to block the stuff. You know what I mean? There, there's this weird logic that it feels like that they should have been able to defend, and when they don't, they have the excuse of being able to say, I totally blocked that. But you have equally as an excuse to say that you jumped the command grab and you... I've certainly said that. Up. We've all, we've all I said I held up there. We, everybody has said that. And, and that's when you know the game well. When you don't know the game well and you're in, just into it, is it your experience that players block? Uh, I mean, it's the easiest no. thing to do as a... No, <laughs> it's not. It's nobody's experience that new players block. Yeah, new players. But block, again, new players are going to complain about everything, right? It, the, the grappler and the zoner thing, I think, actually comes more at a later level. I feel like people start to hate that archetype a little bit later after they learn to block. And then it doesn't work anymore. I don't feel like scrubs, like the actual scrubs, like bronze players, are being mad at zoners or grapplers. Yeah, you bronze players, don't you enter our beginner tournaments, however, <laughs> you, you scrubs. Yeah, so I, I don't feel like that's the realm of <laughs> yeah. the of the beginners. It's, I mean, like 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 Tuba was saying, it, a lot of the people who complain about grapplers and zoners are people who regularly play fighting games, right? And they understand it. Another thing, too, by the way, a lot of the throws, it's, it might be a little bit of inertia as well, but you couldn't jump away from <laughs> throws. Oh, in, in 30 years ago, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about like modern. It hasn't been that yeah. way for, not even modern, 25 years it hasn't been like that. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that's the thing, right? I mean, by default, the first thing that you learn to get better in a fighting game most of the time is learning to block. So as soon as you start fighting against these characters and you start learning to block and things are starting to piece together and then all of a sudden a zoner comes and shows that you can't do that or a grappler shows up and you can't do that. I mean, we've always said this, right? We say this every single time, David, on commentary. Grapplers are always the new game best character because we haven't figured out how to fight them because you have to fight grapplers different than you fight every other character. That's the same truth about zoners, too. Those are the two archetypes that you have to fight completely different than, like, every other archetype that's in there. And, in fact, you know, if you are a rushdown player, you're mad because you can't get on the zoner, and then you're mad because the spinning pile driver dude mashes and churns butter and grabs you in the middle of your offense, so now you have to play differently. They're the two archetypes that force people to play a game specifically for that archetype. And that's why people hate it, because they're forced to learn something else. And all the standard stuff, which is their standard offense and their standard defense, don't work against the characters. But I don't know why. So, okay, we're at lower level of play. I don't think the people are blocking, right? 
Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and I think you're right that that's not well, at, at the level. Were. I'd say at the level that you're talking about, Dave, where people yeah. aren't blocking, those yeah. people aren't complaining on Twitter right, or social right. media. Okay, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. But then on top, but so we're talking about people who know more about the game. Why yeah. is it that it's more frustrating for them to get zoned out or to get grappled than it is for them to get out footsied? Why is it more frustrating? Because they don't get... understand or know what footsies are. We're talking about not scrub players here. We just established that. Are you, because, so are you talking about high-level players? We're, ta- we're talking about people who know the game well oh, enough. Oh, because they feel if they've been told footsies are skillful. Well, This has been drilled into their brain since SRK days, IRC days, and footsies with punishing, that's skill. That's real, that's real fighting games. Grappling people, zoning full screen, that's not skillful. You're not you're just you're just spamming fireballs. And, and, and this is this is even at like maximum level. Like some of the best players in the world don't like grappling yeah, like zoning. Because they think footsies <laughs> equals skill, David. And I mean someone brought up his skill, then, then I think then I think it may be learned after all. Bam! Brought it out <laughs> at the beginning and it turned out I was right after all. No, I mean even like someone even mentioned like Nemo even hates Eat Design and thinks Zangief is a scrub character to this day. Yeah, right. And Nemo is one of the best players out there. I mean look look Brain at the neutral players, situation. Players, what are the moves <laughs> that most people get mad at in neutral are the you know, are the neutral bypass moves, right? Like the Bison EX Scissors and stuff like that. Bison EX Scissors, EX Chariot Tackle, those are the moves that people complain about. When you get out footsies, you usually complain about some bullshit normal of the other character or whatever, but it becomes a very character-specific thing. When you die to grapplers and zoners, it's this category, you know what I mean? It's like this larger category you can blame. When you're getting out footsied, you're like, dang it, it's because Cammy standing medium kick is bullshit. Like, this move is so dumb. That's their version of complaining about grapplers and zoners. Good, good. That's well, skill, baby. I'm glad that you guys agree with me that it is learned behavior, that players, when they're new to fighting games, don't naturally experience this. And over time, they learn that footsies are what's important. And they learn that from other people that zoners and grapplers are cheap. But see, they don't learn it from other people. They learn it through they experience. experience. Yeah, you can learn that yeah. through experience. You're 100% it's a learned behavior, of course. Yeah, it's a hundred. And and the other thing, too, is that the answers to those things are not very obvious either. And in fact, even at that level that we're talking about, footsies is still fundamentals is still one of the hardest to grasp concepts. I am a fundies God and as a fundies God, I want to know what (laughs) our YouTube viewers think about this subject. Hit us up in the comments. Yeah. Because, uh, like I said, I'm a fundies god, so I need to know what you guys think about this footsies. Fundies is what makes people feel like it's fair versus getting right. tossed up by Zangief isn't. Man, yeah. you should see him do run into kick with with Rash. You should see the footsies there. <laughs> run into kick. It's sick. Dude, one last thing I want to say, though, is that if you talk to most people who hate zoners and you ask them, like, which zoner character is destroying you? Uh, If it's Dalsum or if it's uh, Matera, right? She's the bow and arrow character in in Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. Yeah, she's not like super zoner, though. She's still pretty... Okay. She's Dalsimi. She's like kind but, of heavy brushed out. I mean, too. even like, for example, uh, you know, one of the key things is if you ask the opponent player what the zoning attack buttons, like Axel, great example, what buttons they're using to zone and what range they hit, most of the time people who hate zoners won't know. They'll just be like, they have buttons that hit everywhere. But if you break it down, like, well, Axel's punch is 
you can crouch under it. So it's not effective at this you range. So his 2H is this. You can jump over it in this range, but then his 2S only hits there, so he has to move forward. Like, if you break it down like that, you'd be surprised at how often people are like, huh, I didn't even think about it. Like, it's just, it. when you fight against the zoner and you can't get in, it feels like they have one button that hits the whole screen and they're not breaking it down enough. It's It's like, that's how it comes down to. They just don't understand the weakness that zoners have and how smart zoners have to play to actually do the work. That's but the craziest thing. Fairy, that's the one. Fairy is the one. That's right. Okay. I haven't considered that. No. You should I've consider never, that part. I've never considered that. Okay. There we go for the old 5 5 matchup. Uh, Zangief got a whiff grab animation in New Challengers. In Super, he got it. So. Oh. Yeah, he got it in Super. So. Well, well, well. We're going to be sliding right on through to the Ultra Chen TV mailbag. Okay. Mailbag! And, uh, did we time. pick specific questions or I forgot what we did? Yeah, we, we did do... the top two there. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. So we're doing the top two mailbag questions here. Yes, indeed. And Getting then... right over to it. Where did my thing go? Okay. Here I don't go. know. Where's my thing? Yeah, basically. Dude, where's my thing? All right, so I the hit, first... I hit early 2000s movie. Go ahead, James. <laughs> Tavi Turnip via Discord. Have you ever bought a snack or a new food because it's on sale, then realize you don't really like it? Do you begrudgingly finish it anyway since you spent the money, or do you do something else with it? Let me tell you, Tavi. This has recently happened to me, all right? Oh, no. I was in the bodega. I was picking up some shit. There is a Twix cookies and cream version and i was like i love twix i love cookies and cream so i got one and all they had was a king size so really i got two right so i go go home i'm excited to try this and i bite into it and it sucked it was yeah. trash it was so bad i can't believe I was you're like, telling this story because i had exactly the same i was gonna tell them exactly the same thing <laughs> really oh yes, man yes. yeah that thing sucks it i sucks. hope they stop selling them oh uh terrible. they're terrible yeah terrible. but i i did over the course of like a week and a half to two weeks slowly finish it because <laughs> what am i gonna do with it like I, it's either that or throw it out like and it wasn't like making me gag it was so bad it was just like a regular twix is 10 times better than this yeah. shit it was so dry it was yours dry mine was so dry it was a little dry it just was like kind of i needed caramel there's no caramel yeah that's like the twix thing man I mean, I like all sorts of weird Twix. I've tried all the weird Twixes that I can get my hands on, but this one was just not good. It was and whack. It's whack. Well, I, which... I, too, I too finished it. All right, so let me ask you both this question then. <laughs> which one is better, the left or the right Twix? Haha, <laughs> sponsor us, Twix. All right. The left um... is more liberal. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you have an answer, Tubo? <laughs> now we've got politics in our, <laughs> our snack food. Oh, uh, yeah, seriously, I, I ate it, and it was maybe over like a day. Also, I didn't get a king size. I got I got a bag that was like the little mini ones that were oh, inside okay. of it, and so it just was like a slog of getting through all these little ones. But I yeah. did it. I did. Uh, it. I mean, for me, I usually just try to if it's something that I can, I'll try to find someone who will take it as a giveaway, 
basically. Like, hey, you want this? I don't want this anymore. So do that on your stream, James. Try <laughs> try half of a canned hamburger. And like this is Oh terrible. god, that's right. <laughs> stream to one of my subs, I'll randomly give away. Dude, half I mean like I bought some pasta. I bought some pasta a while ago and accidentally bought the gluten free pasta and uh mm. I was I'm I just I couldn't take it like it falls apart like instantaneously mm. it's crazy uh but then I knew Isn't someone the thing who, that's holding together the pasta being absent from the pasta Yeah uh, no way But uh you know I knew someone who eats gluten free food so I gave him all my pasta you know but if it's something like a candy bar or something like that yeah maybe I'll break off the piece that I bit off of and see if any of my friends close friends wants it if not, I mean, it, like you said, it just depends on how bad it is. If it's just something I can't handle, I might just toss it. But, like, if it's something that I feel like I can withstand for a certain amount of time, I'll, I'll, I'll eat it. I'll eat it very begrudgingly, so. I finally tried, um, the, what are the very spicy Cheetos called? I don't Flaming remember. Hot Cheetos? I finally tried a Flaming Hot yeah. Cheeto many, many years later, and... I couldn't do it. I had to throw the bag away. I, th I hated it. It was so bad. Wait, 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 wait. You went your whole life. Like, how recently was it? Yeah, this? I'd never done. Uh, it was at the um, the people who do the Capcom Pro Tour streaming have little snacks in their thing. Yeah, yeah. But this was maybe like a month ago or a couple months you ago. You just tried a Flaming Hot product now? Yeah. And only because there weren't other chips there to eat. Dude, I hey, need to have. What is wrong with you? I, I need a new terrible. podcast right now, and that is David and Stephanie share their opinions on stuff because so far everything David has said today, I think Stephanie has gone yeah, up against in chat. So I, I mean, it's just <laughs> like, surprising that you're an American and you haven't tried any of the flaming hot stuff. Like there's tons of flaming hot products. I just hadn't done it, man. I don't know, and you're finally did it, and it was like I like some spicy foods. I can't handle super much, but no. like, I like. I like spicy food. This, this is, is a not, whole different thing. It's so it, like it's a whole I, different thing. That's a good way yes, to put it. It's a whole it's, different thing. It's not, I can't it's not eat, tasty. It's just no, it's delicious. What are you talking like? About? I can't eat it because I can't handle spicy foods. Like that's just comes. That's that's. But that's yeah. A different, no, and they're absolutely awful for you and your gastrointestines. But yeah, man, I legitimately like if you dunk them in some shitty nacho cheese, just. American culinary oh. classic right there. So I no good. longer taste it. Delicious. Wasn't there dump a burger? Some, some beef on there, some taco meat. Some, did it, did it like Burger King or like Taco Bell come out with like some flaming hot Cheetos burger or something crazy? Probably. Or yeah. burrito or something? Probably. I'm sure at some point, yeah. There's probably okay. a flaming well, there, hot. There's flaming hot, there's flaming hot craft dinner, macaroni and cheese. Oh, oh my God. Oh, that's geez. a real thing. Pretty oh. gross. Everybody. everybody says it's terrible. I mean, why would you eat that? But. Flaming hot Cheetos, yeah, they're delicious, man. You're a, you're a, you're a, you're a wild one. <laughs> All right, let's move to the next question over here. Uh, whoops, did I copy too much here? What did I do? You, cop you oh, copied my whole style. I'm sorry, you're jacking my swag. All right, sketchy via Twitter asks: Have you ever used certain words confidently in conversations, fully knowing you never knew the real definition or how to use them properly in sentences? I mean, well, let me I, tell you, James. I feel like that's oh, describing ahead, my commentary, right? Like, I mean, I have definitely used words in commentary <laughs> that people... I still remember because, like, I always talked about flash kicks being side agnostic and people were always like, the hell does that mean, James? But I, I felt like that's right, right? Yeah, you could say that. It's weird, okay. but sure, I get it. But, I mean, yeah. Anyways, you never changed the subject, James, to mailbag. 
Okay. I, I mean, I feel like every, but not everybody. I feel like many people just do this in your everyday life. Like oh, that's yeah. what context clues are, man. You know, like, oh, not me. I'm Ultra Dave, and I have a Mensa brain, and I know all the words and their meanings. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> David's Jerk. like, and, and. I, I know, I know words, but sure, I still, I still hear or read new words of course english has a billion words we have an unreasonable amount of words so yeah it, that still happens but i don't like use words unless i know what they mean right you said, like Isn't that pretty common for pervescent earlier or something earlier man yeah bifervescent is when... yeah sure whatever nerd look i, That's I know both halves are both glowing equally <laughs> I mean, I definitely feel like I use words correctly, but I have, like, the exact wrong meaning of them. I'm guilty of this all the time, okay? And it's not, like, knowingly I know that the meaning was wrong. I'm just, I just, I'm I'm not, look, my, I, my math scores on my SATs were way better than my English scores on SAT. Let me just put it that way, so. Oh, man. I'm just going to say a whole cornucopia of stupidity at Frosty's now. Do it. Yeah, I got there big you words know. too, you jerk. All right. I know. My, fa is, my favorite big do. word I'm is still the My favorite you're, big you're, word. You're just about to be an idiot, but you're not. <laughs> what is your favorite big it's word? So my favorite big word is defenestrate cuz I just think that's just an that awesome mean? word. To throw you someone out a window. Yeah, you know, like in the defenestration of Prague. Yeah, yeah totally talking about, about that. that. I love history. Well, it was a really big thing that led in part to the schism. Boring at all. Uh, that's where I learned the word defenestrate, Tubo. Come on. Was in the were thrown out of a window in a tall building in Prague, and they Listen, lived. Man. It was med It was. Was it? Was it actually <laughs> their religion that saved them? No. Maybe. Maybe no. it was divine. <laughs> no, I, I guarantee you, it wasn't. Maybe, I promise maybe. you. Maybe. <clears throat> the defenestration of Prague. Anyway, yeah. I mean, I don't really use words that I don't know, but. I also don't know all the words, and then when I find out new words, sometimes I use them. But I don't you know who definitely uses the go words. out. Of, you, you and Rick both go out of your way to use words no one has ever heard of before. Sometimes I, I, I could see through your facade. Okay, I know <laughs> yes. it's, it's actually it's actually worse than that. It's that sometimes the only word that I can think of is a word that other people are going to be like, "What's that?" And then I have to be like, "Well, what's a synonym for for bifurcate?" How, what, how else would I even say that? And I, I just can't think. What? How else would you say? And, I, and then I then I have to be like, you know, they well, have books that tell you what other things words so can I be used saying, in place of. I end up saying the word because it would be weirder if I was like sitting there being like, uh, how do you say sp split things in two? Like, I, just, I like a I very mean, like, to a be very fair, I, I caveman and do that often. So. There's a very easy solution, and I can't come up with it. So I say the harder thing. That happens to me. See, I, th I mean, you just solve that entire mean, problem not, by not learning the. You solve the problem by not learning the other crazy words, right? Then you never have to have that problem, like me. You just speak at a high school degree language, and that's the end of it. So, you guys are both definitely smarties. You're trying to, you're trying to portray <laughs> yourself. The more people think I'm okay. stupid, the less people expect of me. Right, fair, okay. fair, fair enough. Learn. Fair yeah. enough. I definitely know uh, a lot of very cromulent words out there, so Ooh, I'll continue cromulent. to try to use those. Look at James, embiggening his vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> bigly. He biglied it. 
Anyway, yeah. I, I only speak from the Donald Trump dictionary. Ooh, boy. It's going to be huge. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it's the best li- dictionary ever. Um, anyways. Best dictionary. Okay. All right. Many people are saying that we we're it. moving on. And we're, what we're we, moving on. What we're moving on to is the end of the official Tuesday show. We did it. The, the end of this is, again, this is our new format where here's the topics. We basically talk about two or most three things that are like interesting big topics. Then we do the interview, then the 5 5 matchup, then the mailbag, then the Tuesday show has come to a close. Yeah. Uh, we will then have a hangout time after. So, if, for example, you're watching this on YouTube and you're like, hold on, they didn't talk about some of the news stuff that sometimes they talk about. Well, maybe you should have watched this live, buddy. Pow. <laughs> um, Plus, well, uh, on that. The, the hangout section will show up on YouTube eventually. Also, so. just check it out on YouTube. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, we're basically going to have an unofficial Tuesday show uh, right after this. So, uh, definitely. Just for a bit. We're just going to hang out. Yeah, we, we would talk about news if there was news to talk about. Hey, we'll see you. Maybe in the future. We've already talked about it. Until after news. the break to see if there's news to talk about. That's right. So, All right, guys. Thanks we're for gonna... watching the actual show. Exactly. So uh, take care and uh, we'll see you at the hangout session in just a little bit. Peace.